show of Vici, I was cool. And when I finally got sober, felt ten years older, but fuck it, it was something to do. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Woo LA podcast, otherwise known as the Right Out of LA podcast. Today, I am your host, Big Al Robinson, a.k.a. The List Man, and that name was given to me by Eric Madsen over there in Wisconsin, the host of the Flixation podcast. He suggested it one day, and it stuck. Um, let's go around and introduce ourselves. Oh, by the way, I am found on Twitter at AlRob underscore MN. Hey, guys. It's Julia here. You can find me on Twitter at Reality underscore Diva one. I am Eric, and you can find me on Twitter at eric.allen0820. Oh, hi. Uh, Daniel Smith-Rousey here. Twitter handle is SmithRousey. Uh, thanks for having me, Al. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. Hey, everybody. My name is Joel Melendez. You can find me on Twitter at joem underscore 136. And then we have Jonathan, who's back with us. Hey, it's good to be back. I am Jonathan Holmes, and you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Brown underscore 23. And I still have my own uh, blog, uh, blog uh, site called Mr. Brown versus dot blogspot dot com. Cool. All right. And uh, guys, um, not, I'm talking to the listeners here. If you guys don't recognize us by now, then you haven't been listening long enough. <laughs> or else go back and check out old episodes. Um, I was thinking about what episode this is. I believe it's going to be like episode. what five, probably the fifth or sixth, or something like that. Because be I wasn't around for the now. last two. Because I, I think the last one was seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, oh yeah, the last one was uh, the the one where you did uh, talking about war films in Dunkirk, which I sadly couldn't be a part of. Yeah, and uh, of course Daniel did such a great job in leading us that time. So thank you again. Nicely done, Jim. It was marginal, like six out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Distinctly so, average. <laughs> so um I think we can start with um sorry, I was just had to make sure I was pressing the right button there. Um do we let's should we talk about the summer first? For and and just kind of sure. review that and uh, you know our general thoughts and what our favorites and disappointments and anything yeah. else that we want to point out. And now I consider summer to be May through August, and um, so for us, I know like we're still waiting to go see Logan Lucky. We're gonna go see it tomorrow afternoon, and I I'm considering that to be the end of the summer because nothing came out this weekend that I really care about. Um, <laughs> and so for me, I know, I think it overall was actually fairly good summer. I mean, cause we did get Dunkirk, which is my favorite. We got Detroit, which I know, um, it's going to be a little mm, polarizing. Yeah. Polarizing is definitely a good word. And then of course, you know, we started off with guardians of the galaxy volume two, which I think might be one of Eric's favorites. Yeah. And then, of course, the great Wonder Woman. And, of course, got to mention Baby Driver and Spider-Man. You want to say, what's, what's your favorite? Spider-Man. No, you got to say the whole title. Spider-Man Homecoming. 
What are you guys' general thoughts uh, on the summer so far? Or, uh, well, so far. What are your guys' general thoughts on the summer? I think overall we had a really, really, really good summer. Fate of the Furious, I was actually surprised by. Yeah. If anybody knows me, they know that I was not exactly looking forward to this. But I, once I sat down and watched it, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Wonder Woman was amazing. Spider-Man Homecoming, great. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, great. Obviously, I have a theme. Detroit, right. polarizing, but great. So, overall, I've been impressed with this summer. Yeah. Now, Eric, you saw quite a few of us. Uh, mm-hmm. Which ones have been your favorites? I'm definitely the um, oh, Marvelite, so I, I'm going to put... Spider-Man, and I'm, and I'm going to put Guardians on there. And I kind of really wasn't a big fan of Detroit just because of the topic and what's going on with America. And Dunkirk, I, I kind of liked when I got when I got to see it, so fully. But, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right, how about you guys? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jill. Oh, it's okay. Uh, well, I really had a very sad summer because I couldn't go to the theaters as much as I wanted, um, because of many problems, you know, I I had to go to college during summer, not because I want to, because it's just that my college went on a strike during the second semester. So we had to, yes, we had to, we had to, uh, resume, uh, classes over June, so yeah, <laughs> uh, but I did see Wonder Woman, which I love, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and and Dunkirk, I think th- those were the three movies I could see, oh, I saw last week a ghost story, which it's amazing, it's very beautiful film, very poetic, um, yeah, I wish everyone could, could could watch it and and like it as much as I did, you know. I haven't seen anything bad yet, so so yeah. That's yeah, nice. I think that's good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so about four for four, you say? Yeah, for now. <laughs> okay. Well, of the ones that you haven't seen, what's the one like? If you could just um, watch one right now, which one from the summer would you put in first? Hmm. It's between Baby Driver and The Big Sick. Oh, yeah, I forgot about The Big Sick. forgot about The Big Sick. Oh, that one's really good, too. I know. It's a rom-com, different style of rom-com, and I wanted to watch it, but I I couldn't, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those two are the ones that are on the top of my head. Okay. Okay. Well, how about either of you you guys on the uh, the side here? (laughs) Oh, uh, uh, Beth. Uh, I I like to, I've seen a lot of movies this summer. Uh, only maybe a, a handful I, I can honestly say that were disappointing. Uh, I would probably say the one that disappointed me the most, and I still I consider it one of the worst of the year: Alien Covenant. I remember your Twitter rant about that. Yeah, that 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 did piss me off. Uh, I, and, I was, and you know, I was excited to see it because it's like, okay, I as 
full disclosure, I like I like Prometheus. I like that Ridley Scott was just just wanted to go in a different direction with the Alien universe, and I hate that the out that that the fanboy outrage from film Twitter basically said no, no, you got to go back and do the same thing that we've seen several times, and Ridley just went like, you know what, fuck it, I'll do it. I'll double down on everything you want to see and everything you wanted to see and, you know, fuck you. <laughs> and that was Alien Covenant. And that just, that was just such... So wait a minute, you didn't, uh, that little spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Alien Covenant, but you, 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 you didn't enjoy watching Michael Fassbender make out you know, with Michael I, Fassbender? I, no, I... I Okay, you know, and Michael Fassbender's uh, David and Walter. That was that was the best part of the whole film, and I liked uh, that it was David that that creates the xenomorphs because because he 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 is very much like Peter Whelan. He is he has this god complex, and he wants to create life himself mm-hmm. and be seen as a god, but. Everything else is just fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> was it worse for you than Alien vs. Predator or AVP 2? Oh, shit. <laughs> I, 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 those are, Sophie's choice right not there. Quite, Sophie's. <laughs> seriously, it's, it's not quite, but it's this, not quite as bad as AVP or even the second one, but just, this one's just like, you know what, Ridley... Uh, maybe you should just stop with the Alien franchise at this point because you're not doing any. You're not. You're not helping. Your, you're not helping the cause much at this point. <laughs> I mean, do I mean do other things? I know he's got he's got a new movie coming out in this fall. Uh, but you know what? Just stay away from the Alien movies if you <laughs> if you have that much contempt for it at this point. Then just walk away. <laughs> Well, okay, and so... The other movie I, I saw, and I... You know what? I, I knew this movie was going to be bad, but fuck me. I, I had no idea it was going to be this bad. The Emoji Movie. <laughs> oh, my God! Oh, my God! Because I'm a... Because I'm, apparently I'm a sadist. No. And That's... just fucking A, man. That, that, that actually might be the worst film this year. Right <laughs> <out> there. <laughs> that. Well... Now, wait, did any of you guys see Fifty Shades Darker? Okay, that, that's actually number... Oh, God. That's not the summer. Okay, th- here, here it is. The, the, the yeah. worst line I've heard in any film in a long time, and it's... Uh, it, it, I think it goes like, uh, here I am trying to be romantic, and here you are distracting me with your kinky fuckery. <laughs> I saw that. Like, I okay. Really okay. Okay. That okay. That it comes across better in the book. It's a porn movie. What else you need to know? Oh, porn. Great. <laughs> that, that's just the line that's like that made it from page right out of uh the uh Johnson's mouth. And just like this is, did she have to like, go through that 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 takes several times just because it just sounds so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. like, who says this? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you know what I thought was kind during of during sex or post coitus. Yeah. Who the fuck says that? <laughs> what I thought was kind of ridiculous. And there's nothing kinky that's going on yeah. in the scene. <laughs> it's not like it's unreal. It's always completely naked, but yeah, like um, 
what's his name? Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan can't even, like, take his pants off? Which, <laughs> which, Christian should have been Charlie Hunnam. But Charlie Hunnam got tied up with what should have been the sequel to Pacific Grim, which is now and happening now he's without Charlie. It. And then he got also tied up because of King Arthur. Oh, yeah, I yeah, forgot about King Arthur. You know, okay. So did everyone. I actually even enjoyed that one. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a sucker for bad movies, but King Arthur is not so bad. Like it doesn't get the vitriol that like Jonathan was talking about with the one in it. Um, which, by the way, I actually kind of like that one too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but maybe we should move on for Bailey Covenant. Uh, Daniel, uh, you're sitting over there. I'm quiet. I'm sorry. I'll let Daniel go, and then I'll just... (laughs) Oh, no, but Jonathan, did you want to finish your summer review? Yes, yes. Actually, the best... When did you see that was good? (laughs) Big Driver. That that is... I think that's probably the best film film I've seen this year. Yeah, Big Driver is phenomenal. I mean, you know what? Uh, I loved Wonder Woman. Uh, Dunkirk is one of the best war films I've seen since uh, The Hurt Locker and Letters from Iwo Jima. But Baby Driver, that I just have this feeling that that's that that that, that this is going to be uh, it's Pulp Fiction for today's generation because it just it feels like it, the thing the bit the the greatest thing I can kind of say about that movie like very much like Pulp Fiction it. I feel like it does criticize other films for being kind of slow and dull and boring. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But uh, I, I would probably say between Dun, probably probably I, I could easily see Dunkirk uh, at this point right now probably your front runner for best picture, and Nolan probably walks away with best director. Uh, and I think Baby Driver probably gets in for picture. I mean, that that I, I would probably look at that as the dark horse. That would be incredible. I think because yeah, that's it, again, it just strikes me as something something that a that critics love mm-hmm. that you're going to see it on tons and tons of critics top ten list at the end of the year, and even something that you know that the uh, producers guild would go for, and even the writers would definitely go for because of its screenplay. Uh, well, if it doesn't get a best film editing nod, then something's wrong. Yeah. Oh, and uh, 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 sound editing, sound mixing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to speak to its Oscar chances, both Baby Driver and Wonder Woman are being released, re-released in theaters this weekend at AMC theaters. Yeah, I'm actually surprised by that. By the Wonder Woman one, even I, I, I know there's there's talk for best picture, but you know what? I just don't see it. I mean, if the Dark Knight basically had had, uh, had a lot of box office success and the critics backing, and it still missed out on Best Picture, I just don't see how that how Wonder Woman make uh, pushes through. Give me Gal Gadot for Best Actress all day. <laughs> I feel like Wonder Woman may have been helped by James Cameron's comments this week. Like. I actually, I, <laughs> I would, have, yeah. Jonathan, I would have agreed with you like a week ago, or I should say two days ago. Right. But now, because I'm like, you know, it's just, you know, for a blockbuster to, for an intentional blockbuster to to break into the best picture circle, 
it really has to transcend the rules, which I think is what Gravity did, and I think Mad Max Fury Road did. And those yeah, are, but, you know, Mad Max, you know, Mad Max for- had, uh, had had prestige with Alfonso Corona at, at the helm, and Mad Max had just director wise, yeah, George Miller. Uh, nothing against Patty Jenkins, who's Happy feet, right. terrific ter- uh, filmmaker, but. I don't know if it has that same clout. No, but that's what I'm I'm agreeing with you, or I would have two days ago, that I don't right. think, unlike, unlike, uh, gra- gra- I feel gravity. Oh, about okay, those, okay, those, I, I'm sorry, I'm just. Those, those movies, to me, transcended the blockbuster right. kind of structure, whereas I don't feel, I don't think Wonder Woman transcended it, they just did it better than most blockbusters usually do it. Right. They, they had a very clear three-act structure, they had a very clear sort of third act that we have seen a hundred times before right that so i think that's that's its biggest uh, achilles heel but i do think james cameron saying that he didn't didn't like it that could I, rally i think, the I, I think, I think to, what he to, said to, was that uh it's a step backwards which right well that's right he didn't like, say he didn't like it that's a good yeah. point but it's still it reads like he's criticizing it and i, I think a lot yeah. of him and the so. thing that's that just he kind of made it about himself, essentially. Oh, I, I, felt. I mean, I respect it's his so filmmaking. Tone deaf. In, it's just in. coming from someone I absolutely admire as a filmmaker, and it's just oh yeah, sure, dude, wrong, wrong place, wrong time, and you also had to bring up your previous efforts in a way to say it that hey, uh, this is about me. He even threw Linda Hamilton under the bus. Yeah. He didn't quite call her ugly, but I mean, it, yeah, that, that's gonna okay. that's a dick move. I mean, come on, Jim, Jim, Jim. <laughs> I don't know, but I think that could only help Wonder. Woman. I don't. Maybe. I don't think it's gonna be Gosh. enough. You know what I think hurts Wonder Woman is the Justice League movie, which will have come out by then. <laughs> because by then, see, because then that'll be bad, or it'll be okay. It'll be as good as Whedon can can salvage from whatever Zach has left him. But by the time, oh, you know, but I'm just saying, the Academy or a lot of them will have seen that, and they'll be like, okay, you kept Wonder Woman in theaters for extra time so that you get a slightly larger audience for this. You just released Wonder Woman on video right before Justice League, so you get a slightly bigger audience. But now we've seen that's, you know, I don't know. I feel like that diminishes its chances somehow. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Um, I'd be, it would be really hard for me to say, like, it'd be, I don't know, if if they are if it's if it's a serious contender for best picture and the the deciding factor is you know Justice League regardless of how it looks of what it, of what it ends up to be I don't know it just feels like you you gotta separate that movie from from, from Wonder Woman which is even though it's part of the DC universe it still feel it, it's still its own entity or else you should, it should be treated as such. Right, maybe they'll. Maybe that's the whole reason that they'll like it. They'll like Wonder Woman. It looks better in contrast. I mean, you guys are on on Team Wonder Woman. Everybody thinks Wonder Woman's going to get a Best Picture nomination. Everybody else? I I don't. Uh, no, I mean, I can yeah. see. I don't. I, I don't think in for Best Picture. There's too yeah. much competition. Yeah, I mean, especially like maybe maybe five ten years from now, it would have a better chance. If but, it were, you know, if it was a field of ten. Maybe, yeah, and that's that's a like, that's a that's that's, 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 a, that's a hard maybe. Like if we're talking, like say this is the same year two thousand nine, you know, and like uh, Inglorious Bastards and uh, District Nine both got in at the same time. Yeah, 
then I feel like if there was going to be a movie like that that would get in in the tenth spot, it actually might be more of a Baby Driver. Yeah. Or, or even something like um, like The Big Sick being, you know, sort of a um, yeah, okay, a okay. feel good uh, romantic comedy, right? Or I would say a Get Out, but that's again that oh, I just yeah. feel like that that's also pushing. That's also kind of starting, yeah. threading the needle. I can easily see like original screenplay, but that's about as far as it goes. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Get Out's an interesting case. I, I I'm so excited to see what's going to happen this season with the Oscars and you know, all of the uh, all the ones before that to see if Get Out is even anywhere there. That and Logan to me are probably the two from the spring that I think yeah. we should keep our eyes on. And then I think obviously from the summer, we, we you know, in terms of Oscars and stuff, we should keep our eyes on definitely Dunkirk, mm-hmm. um, perhaps Baby Driver, Wonder Woman, just because of all this conversation that's around it. Yes, yeah, the big sick I think is probably the other one. Yeah, um, I, I go along with that. Yeah. Now, Daniel, what? Um, so we still haven't heard from you. What are your thoughts on this summer? And what was your favorite movie? Oh, thanks for asking. I don't know. <laughs> uh, see, I'm like uh, Joel. I didn't get to as many movies as I wanted to. I've got two two younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say of the ones I saw, I mean, Baby Driver was certainly excellent. I loved the first 30 minutes. I thought it was incredible, like the opening car chase. The closing car chase, I didn't think, had as much sort of the scrupulous timing. And then being in the parking garage with John Hamm and all that, I mean, it it was – I thought it was brilliant before that. I just, I don't know, kind of like Wonder Woman. The third act for me was a little bit, eh. I mean, it was, it kind of started painting by numbers a little bit, which I don't think was true with Dunkirk. I mean, I was surprised. Uh, I didn't see Tom Hardy burning his plane on that beach. I mean, if you're telling me 20 minutes before that scene happened, you knew he was going to do it. I'm I'm impressed at your prognosticating skills. I don't think <laughs> yeah. predictable ending or anything like that. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, uh baby driver i guess i again i didn't see a lot um i noticed we haven't discussed uh despicable me three or pirates of the caribbean and maybe that's oh, yeah. Yeah, no oh, fuck me. <laughs> uh, i mean there were a lot of other films that came out that we have kind of passed by but maybe there's a good reason for that um, did you know, yeah. notice how the MTV award uh, for best film of the year went to Beauty and the Beast? Technically, a 2017 film. I'm going to yeah. say that has chances at Oscar. <laughs> no, no co- costumes, costumes, costumes. Like, uh, yeah, costumes, or makeup, hair, makeup, that kind of right. thing. Right, right, yeah. But um, it'll be on Netflix. Honestly, it's 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 not bad. I mean. It, I, I I definitely prefer the uh, the uh, animated version better, but you know Emma Watson was lovely as Belle, so well, how and she just a, a, a very nice singing voice. There's an argument that the Oscars supposedly have a weak spot for the source material for the because that's the only cartoon that's ever been nominated for the real best picture, you know, but I don't believe oh, yeah. that actually. I don't buy that. I don't buy that argument at well, all. Uh, do you mean? Um hand-drawn cartoon? Well, what other... Sorry. Well, there's, well, there is there uh, is up in Toy, Toy Story 3. Would it matter? Oh, right, because Toy Story 3, technically. Yeah. Right. Up. Okay, and so up. Two, so there have been two. Okay, sorry. Up. Up. Oh, oh, oh and up. up. 
Yeah. Going up. Okay. Yeah. In the, the two years, well, it's kind of going back to your point, uh, Al, about <laughs> the difference between a 10 movie slate and a maybe five, maybe mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You know, I'm still thinking in terms of before of the pre 2008 Oscar, you know, when they had yeah. five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a cartoon once. Yeah. What, what gets me, though, about the 91 inclusion of Beauty and the Beast is that they passed over classic stuff like JFK. No, wait, no, no. No, they didn't. Um, like, um, um, Thelma and Louise. Was Thelma and Louise. It's in yeah, uh, Terminator, Terminator 2. I, oh. I, as much as I might have a problem with Cameron, Terminator yeah. 2 is a great film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that. That's right. The classic. That and Fifty Shades Darker makes such a ode to your loved one. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> oh, your um, which I still consider to be one of the best romantic uh, Valentine's Day films ever made. Oh, Along with such classics, classic Christmas movies like Die Hard. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of Silence of the Lambs, I still, I'm on team Get Out. I mean, in terms of February horror movies uh, getting a Best Picture nomination, I, I just showed Get Out for my class uh, one of my classes I teach and we talked about it for 20 minutes afterward. And I mean, I, you know, I could be wrong, but I really think now that I've seen it like five times, I think it has the, the ability to go the distance. I also think, and I mean, you can call me whatever for saying this, but they don't have a lot of other, uh, non white choices, I guess. I mean, I guess Guillermo del Toro, uh, Uh, if, if we're counting, I mean, if he doesn't, belly flop they've given him chances oh, uh, no i don't think he will he's too okay too well if del toro's movie is great then i guess they'll have to nominate either him or get out but i feel like they're going to nominate both if it's if it's great i still think that i could be now, if they do that i'm guessing like a, a baby driver or wonder woman would probably get the shaft easily right yeah. that may be well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I still, boy, get out. I know what you're saying. It's a screenplay, but I think it's going to win a lot of other critics' awards on its way, or at least be nominated for them. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to it's going to be a bit of an award season juggernaut. I think a little bit. I mean, not it won't. It obviously won't win this picture. That's out, that's out of the question. But I mean, just being like a Mad Max kind of juggernaut, where it's suddenly it's you know pre. Pre-Thanksgiving 2015, zero critics predicted Mad Max would even get any recognition at all. Two weeks later, they'd all flip all their predictions. They'd all included Mad Max suddenly because they were like, oh, wow, they do notice this. Uh, and I think Get Out is going to not because not it's not going to win Best Picture, but it is going to be part of, I think, the lineup. Definitely. I think that's my maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. That's what I, that's what I think. Yeah. OK, but 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 besides original screenplay, which is the. <clears throat> the not that I that comes to the top of my head. Uh, right. Which other category you think uh, Get Out will get nominated? It would have Besides. to be film edit. It would have to be something like film editing or uh, just best best picture. I don't, yeah, yeah, me. I well, I don't even know about two, two, maybe two, maybe three. If if editing or like or one of the sound categories. Maybe. One of those two and, uh, uh, actor, the lady Georgina, the one who plays the mom, uh, not oh, Catherine, oh, Keener. Uh, Catherine Keener. No, not Catherine Keener. The woman who plays, she's she's an African American woman. Okay, she plays like she's got a lobotomy scar that she's hiding. She's brilliant. Yeah. I it wouldn't shock me if she got a best supporting act, actress nod, especially since that field 
he's often weak, you know? Right. We're gonna we can also count uh other oh, girl's name, the the girlfriend's name. I forgot. Oh yeah, uh, Alice Williams, I believe is her name. Alison Williams. She's not getting yeah. anything. Yeah. Oh, come on. She's that scene in the film where she's where she's talking movie. with them feeling and, and her face saying other thing. I found that amazing. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's her first <laughs> movie. I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. But okay, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to get out of that influence. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't see much. I didn't see much over the summer. That's the short. So we should go to your uh, whatever else you want to talk about, okay. Al, because I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we move on to the main topics? Um, oh, you know, actually, Daniel, I have a quick question before we do that. Um, so you said you showed Get Out in your class. What yes. Was, like, what was the context of what you were teaching that day? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, this is cinema, uh, this is like the diversity class anyway, so this is like American cultures and film, so we try to, sh- we we read uh, a book called America on Film, which has a cover like from Brokeback Mountain, the fo- it's basically trying to show you, you know, uh, the struggles and the accomplishments of marginalized groups, disenfranchised groups historically in Hollywood. So we go all the way back to, you know, Birth of a Nation and other movies from that period. Uh, and then we, you know, so we, we look at the contributions of marginalized groups, the, the, the problems and the, um, and, you know, all the great things they've also done, the limited things they were able to do. So why did I show Get Out? Well, I thought that, I mean, I loved, I think Jordan Peele, I mean, if you look, he he very you know the little things he did you know um all throughout that movie to sort of make very important symbolic statements about history well it's funny with this thing happening in charlottesville i mean it's i wouldn't call it very funny but it uh nazis are back in the news i think in a way that they weren't when get out came out but um you know, there's a whole Nazi Jesse Owens connection in that movie, um, which is really interesting. And there's all this other slavery image. I mean, some of the brilliance, you know, like literally um, the lead character, Chris, he has to pick cotton in order to survive. He literally is forced into, you know, first he's strapped in these leather straps, which look very slavery like. Um, and you have him literally picking cotton. It's little things like that. It's the fact that. Um, uh, oh God, you know, like Jeremy, the brother, like knocks him down with a lacrosse stick. Now, let me ask you Minnesotans a question. Why was it a lacrosse stick and not a hockey stick <laughs> or a baseball bat? No, no, but I'm going to, yeah. well, before yeah. you even get a chance to answer, I'm going to tell you because see, whites are less powerful or they ought to be less powerful than blacks. The, the movie makes that point that they want Chris for his genetic gifts, as they put it, as Jeremy puts it. Mm-hmm. So if they're genetically inferior, then how can they get them down? Well, the reason you can get them down and the reason it is a lacrosse stick and not a ho- hockey is a game invented by white people. That's fine. But lacrosse is a game that was invented by native Americans and stolen by whites and wow. made into a very, very white sport. I mean, yeah, you're going to tell me there's some Latina genius who plays lacrosse, but mostly it's considered a white 
rich sport. And so literally he's getting his strength from Native American, you know, like literally oh. whites get their strength to oppress blacks based on the land and identity they stole from Native Americans. I mean, I'm saying that everything in the movie, there's so many lines in the movie, the, the line where they pull uh the, the, the cop pulls them over. She won't let him see the ID because, I mean, there's so much symbolism in Rick, the deer, you know, the dead deer that represents Chris's mom. And then he uses the deer later to get um, to get the father who called him a black buck. I mean, it's a, there's a you got it. The intricacy is what I think the voters are going to respond to. This isn't just as much as I loved It Follows and I love the Baba Duke and those are fine films. I don't think that they you couldn't go down a list of like 20 intricately symbolic things about something as big as slavery, about some about a movie like that. I mean, you just I I actually love the Babadook. I think that's the best horror movie of the of the decade in many ways. And Get Out's not really a horror movie. I mean, it is and it isn't. But, you know, satire more than well, like Rosemary's Baby, Jaws, Sansa Lambs counts. I mean, it, it counts on that level. But I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I think uh, it's it's intricate. I don't know. Sorry, I know I'm going back on my high horse about Get Out, and this isn't no, what I, you asked. I, I, no, 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 no. I, that, that's really interesting because I now have to now makes me want to see it again and kind of go back and see what I missed. Right. If you did, you only see it once, Jonathan. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, I want to see it more than once, but I did never. I just couldn't find the time. I just yeah, yeah. It bears up. The uh, scene where what Alex Williams is sitting on the side, <laughs> right? That's another one. The fruit loops and the milk, so that the the yeah. the, the is not uh, is separated from that which is colored, you know, yeah. of, mm-hmm. of colors. You know, the milk and the fruit. I mean, you know, I'm telling you that movie. Uh, I'm telling you, it's it's strong. It's going to be in the the best picture lineup. Can I bet anybody twenty dollars right now who doesn't believe me? <laughs> At least you guys have seen it. <laughs> oh, oh, you haven't seen it? Oh, no. you gotta see. Oh, it's just ruined everything about it. Sorry. Yeah, well, but my bad. It's been on DVD. I thought you had a chance. You know, it's, 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 you can just rent it. Well, <laughs> sorry, my fault. No, it's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you a hard time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Not today, at least. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Not not today, not on this podcast. <laughs> All right, well, uh, so, yeah, okay, I think we're ready to move on to the main topic, which um, is going over some of the main um, movies that will be being released this fall. Um, and I think it's uh, interesting that Robin is not here. Um, because, of course, the U.K. is notorious for having different... Getting movies early. Games. Well, sure. sometimes they get them early, sometimes they get and them And sometimes late. they get them way late, yeah. Yeah, sure. So, now, Joel, um, comparatively, you guys in Puerto Rico are pretty close to us, right, for release date. Yes. Uh, if we don't get it the same week as you, we usually get it, like, a week after. And, and movies here usually uh, premiere on a Thursday instead of a Friday. So, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And if it, if it gets a little, um, like, months late than you get it in the United States, it's because uh, most of our movies have Spanish subtitles because uh, we speak Spanish mainly here in Puerto Rico. <laughs> English, is, English is our second language, not, not our first. 
So we have to wait uh, for the studios to add the the subtitles in Spanish so we can get the movie here in Puerto Rico. Right. That's okay. So what I did is I put together a list, um, which did you guys see the list that I sent? Yes. 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 I I have it in front of me. Okay. So um, let's go over this. And then I think what we'll do is at the end, then if you guys can think of any that I didn't include, then we can add those in currently. Um, Because I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to talk about um, as many films as they're looking forward to as they can. But I think we'll just go ahead and get started then. Um, And I'm just going to do it in chronological order here. And I was looking at September 1st, and the only thing coming out is Tulip Fever. And I don't know. I've heard basically that this movie has been in existence for two years, and they don't want to release it, so they're finally just burying it on September 1st. Uh, that means it's, it's going to be bad. I mean, yeah. if they have it, uh, an embargo and they don't want to release it, it's like, okay, we, we got we to gotta just show this this piece of shit to the audience, okay? Let's yeah. Get on with it. So I consider... Which is honestly odd, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. If, you're, if you don't want to like show something, then just release it quietly on video on demand or uh, straight to video. Right, like iTunes or Amazon Prime or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't. Yeah, I don't get that either. Like, I wish they would just go ahead and change that all together, so that way they know. Okay, here's the ones we're gonna back for the theater, and we're gonna release those. So then they'll release fewer movies. So that way, for instance, you don't like you can go to a theater and not have to fight a crowd for a popular movie such as a Star Wars. Or, like, you know, you could be more comfortable for a smaller movie, such as, I don't know, like, like the Florida Project, you know? And I think it'd be nice if they did something about that, where, like, they could just decide what they officially want to show in theaters versus just putting them on video on demand. But, you know, I mean, I feel like studios aren't there yet, and they, they feel like theaters are still the best bet to make as much money as possible, but, I mean, Tulip Fever? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> We've probably covered enough Tulip Fever for our <laughs> yeah, audience yeah. at home. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm considering September 8th be the start of the fall season. Now, the one movie I did not include on here that I, I could is this movie called 9-11 um, with Charlie Sheen and Whoopi Goldberg. But it's oh, basically yeah. just Charlie Sheen getting stuck in an elevator in the um, the World Trade Center, and I don't know. It just looks um, questionable. <laughs> yeah, problem. Did Nicholas Cage already make that movie? I mean, <laughs> well, not exactly, but yeah, yeah. It's on his to do list, R- right? <laughs> no, no, but he was trapped under the World Trade Center parts, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. I think that was Oliver Stone, right? That made that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that movie. You know, I haven't seen that movie in years, and I'd rather see that than see Nine Eleven. So, so I mean, but Sheen, like, no. I but, mean, no, just no. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, so we, but we have here Home Again, which you know is just, of course, a romantic comedy with Reese Witherspoon. Um, you're the Reese Witherspoon expert. Do you want to come in first? Yay! She's back to tell you what she's good at! Thank God! Hopefully this will get traction for a Legally Blonde 3. 
<laughs> Let's make it happen. Give me all what's in my life again. I don't know. I mean, I, I really enjoyed Reese's kind of darker, more mature stuff, like uh, Big Little Lies from what, I, from what little I've seen and Wild. So uh, it, it, it's yeah. nice to see it in a different light than just rom-coms. Right, yeah. But obviously the big uh, release that... Uh, Friday on September 8th is It, the remake um, directed by Andy Muschietti this time. Um, Who wants to go first on talking about It? I'm actually not a horror fan. Uh, There's just maybe there's certain types of stuff I'll watch. Uh, But this this just looks looks legitimately frightening to watch. And that's yeah. what I'm looking for. Are you, are you guys afraid of clowns? Uh, because that, <laughs> Joel? Are you, uh, so, like, Joel, if you saw a clown in the street, would you, like, try to attack it or run away? <laughs> and do you, speaking do of, you it screaming, wait, I don't yeah. think we can hear you. Oh, sorry. Are you, are you saying something? Sorry, I forgot. I put I put it in mute. So oh, sorry, okay. guys. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <Okay. clears throat> what I was saying was that um, if I saw a clown in the street, I would likely walk fast around the clown, so like like evade it as much as possible. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't attack him, you know, because he, I know he's another person. So, yeah, <laughs> and he's doing his job. So, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> as long uh, as he's not an evil clone. Exactly, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I I would just run away, you know, really fast. And it's it's because of it that I'm afraid of Klaus, precisely because I saw the That's the, the original miniseries. Yeah, and yeah. I was Rick. like. I was like five or six years old when I when I watched it, and yeah, there, there was like two weeks I couldn't go to the bathroom uh, <laughs> in peace because I would think he will he will come out of the uh, the toilet. Uh, no, the toilet. No, the <laughs> oh, the sink. The sink, exactly. Okay. So yeah. 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 <laughs> Blood's gonna come everywhere out of the sink. Ugh, no, no. And then you're I gonna have it. to sit and clean it up. Yep. <laughs> so, no, no. Yeah. I was really afraid. <laughs> so, are you guys looking forward to that one? Are you gonna see it? Okay. I don't know, oh, maybe. Totally. You know, sorry, I'm gonna have to take a few minute break here, but maybe I'll see it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna run from some clowns right now. <laughs> 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 I will see it, even though I'm still a little afraid of clowns. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe it'll what happened, Julia? Therapy. What? Oh, sorry. How much do you guys know about the evolution of bringing it to the big screen? Because this uh, has been like a trial and tribulation and a half. I I mean, I've heard some reports that that. They, uh, Stephen King was, was supposed to be involved with the pro- with the project of doing a reboot, and 
or something with an accent, but not much. Okay, two years ago, Carrie Fukunaga was attached to direct. This was right mm-hmm. after the really. Yep, this was right after like the first season of True Detective came out. He was attached to direct. It was going to be two movies. I believe it's still going to be two movies. Yeah, one for, for that, with the kids, and then yep, the and other one was the adult. adult and they had oh god, now I'm blanking on his name. Detroit. John Boyega. John, John Boyega. No, no, no. But, uh, but um, the they had Will Poulter cast to play Pennywise. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not totally bought on that but, oh, okay. Well okay. after seeing him in Detroit That's kind of all I want <laughs> Okay I haven't seen Detroit yet So I <laughs> And it makes me sad That we did not get The Will Poulter Pennywise But I am very excited For this iteration Yeah I'm excited to see Who's directing this now Andy Muschietti. Andy Muschietti. Very excited to see, to see his take on this. And, I, and I'm and i excited to see the, uh, I believe it's Eric Skarsgård, the random Vikings brother, I think, mm-hmm. that's playing Pennywise. So, yeah, I'm really, really, really excited. And, yeah, I can't wait for this one. You'll all float, too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then we move to September 15th, and we have the uh, American Assassin from Michael Cuesta, which is based on the book about Mitch Rapp, and it's got uh, Teen Wolf, Dylan O'Brien in the lead, and I don't know, this looks pretty good. Um, Michael Keaton as the villain? Yeah, another Michael Keaton. Okay. Um, Uh, Who or what is a Teen Wolf, exactly? It's so serious. It's a TV show on MTV. It's like, oh, okay. It's a reimagining of the Michael J. Fox movie. It, oh, no, with Wolf and a, it, it's, it's a more horror take on it. I've watched the first two seasons on Amazon Prime. It's actually not a bad show. Okay. <laughs> it's not exactly a ringing endorsement. It's like, well, it's I mean, not terrible. It's, it's not terrible. It's on MTV, so, yeah. It's as, as good as you can expect from MTV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and then, of course, the big one on Mother. September 15th is Mother. Darren Aronofsky. Oh, that's oh going to be fucking great. But as soon as I saw the full trailer, I'm like, oh, my God. This looks scary. Uh, Do any it, of you it feels like, I feel like that was, that, that's. Well, Black Swan kind of, even though that was a psychological, a psychological thriller, and I felt like this is what Black Swan would have been, like just horror. Right? Even the poster where it's the, the house and it's Jennifer Lawrence's face, that it just reminds me of Rosemary's Baby. Mm. I think that's probably what they were going for. But yeah, I'm just oh god, this look, that that looks absolutely terrific, terrific. And Javier Bardem, I mean. Like, okay, is anybody bothered, though, by the age gap between Javier Bardem uh, and Jennifer Lawrence? Yes. Well, yeah, but <laughs> just go, it, I mean, if you go back to the last couple movies that uh, she and uh, uh, David right. Russell were collaborated in, there was uh, Christian Bale and Bradley Cooper. 
as her love interest. So it's just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Well, then yeah, you but look at the last Darren, Darren Aronofsky film, Black Swan. There's the age gap between Natalie Portman and... And Vincent Castle. Yeah. Yes, yes, thank you. Even though Vincent Cassell was kind of rapey in that movie. <laughs> yeah, so was Mila Kunis. <laughs> Mila Kunis was rapey? Wow, that's the bold statement. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I don't know. Um, Unless it was... Me- uh, it, honestly, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, so it's just like, okay. Yeah. To me, it's it's less about Jennifer Lawrence being with older people. I mean, I remember Zoe Deschanel saying, you know, when she was with Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 500 Days of Summer, wow, I get to actually romance somebody my own age. I've made 20 <laughs> other movies where, I, where I, they were, had to be 10 years older. It's less about that than it is that Jennifer, that basically she's taking all the roles that 40-year-old actresses might be playing. I mean, like, there are a bunch of very talented you know, Penelope Cruz is out there or Emily Mortimer's or whoever you want to name who's like a very, very strong, like 40-year-old actress. And, you know, if if you're always – if J-Law gets first crack at those scripts, which she does, yes. <laughs> then yep. it sort of feels like she's hoarding. I mean, like, what? Have, have none of the great authors ever written any 28-year-old females? As it turns out, a lot of them have. <laughs> so yeah. you, it's not like she has to make those movies. She could make other movies, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I don't like. Yeah, actually – it. It's interesting you bring that out because I felt like I just going back. I, I kind of felt that way when uh, Scarlett Johansson was cast in Ghost in the Shell as you know uh, Matoko Kusanagi. It's like it, it, she's a fine actress and a really, and she does have her action chops. But uh, you know that that could have just gone to someone like Rila Fukushima or uh, uh, Tao ok- Okinawa. Uh, Okunedo, I believe is her name, or uh, Rinko Kukuichi, or some other Asian actress. She didn't really need this part. Hollywood whitewashing at its finest. No kidding. <laughs> and, I'm sorry, uh, but anyway, we're talking about Mother. I'm well, sorry. okay, so my thing is, I'm wondering if, if part of it with Mother is that, like, um, we purposely have that big age gap to make the tension stronger because maybe you know because if you look at just the trailer like Jennifer Lawrence almost looks like she's a little out of her element here and sort of thrown off by the people around her who seem more mature than she does I like that about it actually that part I think is cool (laughs) yeah Um, plus I mean like Darren Aronofsky has never been afraid to make uh, these kind of off-putting movies I mean, that's his shtick. Yeah. I don't know. What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think, Joel? Well, what's the question again? Sorry. It's just that my brother entered the room, so I... Oh, I, okay. Uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Well, are you looking forward to a mother? Yes. Because last time uh, I saw Darren Aronofsky movie, it was Noah, and that was mm, a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, gi- I'm giving him another opportunity to surprise me because I love Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have heard great things about Requiem for a Dream and Pie, which I haven't watched yet, any of those two. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 
I'm looking forward for that one and and be surprised, you know, it has an excellent cast. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Javier Bardem, Michelle Pfeiffer, Ed Harris. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for it. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you? Were you going to say something? Yes. Joel, when you do get to Requiem for a Dream, be prepared to take a lot of showers after watching it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of showers. Okay. Joel, if you have something stuck behind the fridge right now, you might want to get that out from behind the fridge now before you watch the movie Requiem for a Dream. Just, just a heads up. No oh, reason. my God. No big deal. Uh, Friendly piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> it still, you know, it still kills me that, you know, uh, we'll never get to see Darren Aronofsky direct a Batman movie. And I know that he was, that he, the studio had, had uh, gotten him to do a take on Batman Year One. It's like, oh, that would have been incredible to see. And I think it would have played to, toward his talents. That'd be right. All right. Well, I think uh, moving on then to um, September 22nd, which is a pretty busy weekend. Um, we have Battle of the Sexes, which is directed by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris, who, of course, oh, did yeah, Little Miss Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine, right. So um, that's the one of this weekend I'm looking forward to the most. You know, and I, of course, yes, yes. Anyway, um, I just got a look from Julia. She looked like she wanted to beat me up. Mm. What? What? What are you? Stronger. Hell no. Are you kidding Seriously? Yes. Okay. Well, we'll, 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 we'll okay. We'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. No, but, like, okay. I like, you know, a good tennis movie. I mean, who, you know, we don't get very many good tennis movies, do we? Like, we got no bound box in the whale, which is not really a tennis movie. And, uh, <laughs> hey, no. Wimbledon. Kirsten Dunst, Paul Bettany. Did anybody see that? No, I did only because there's never been a tennis movie almost, and I thought, well, let's uh, let's patronize the ones. They made fifty boxing movies with zero tennis movies. So I guess I better see this. And then I watched it. I was like, why did I bother? And let's go. Let's make another boxing movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if Matt Point from Woody Allen was also. Oh God. I actually didn't see there, it. Very little tennis. Okay. Yeah, they they play. There was a scene where they played doubles tennis. That's about as much tennis as we get in Match Point. Strangers on a Train okay. had that much, which is kind of what Match Point was emulating. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and there's blow up from Antonioni, but yeah, but that doesn't count really either. Yeah, you know the one thing about Battle of the Sexes that I'm especially looking forward to is Emma Stone and. Um, and Steve Carell working together. Right. They look like they're going to be fun. Um, you know, and Steve Carell looks like he's uh, back in his comedic uh, element there. So. Right. Well, you think, you know, is that, is it going to be fun or is it going to be Foxcatcher? I mean, oh, God. No, you don't think Bobby Riggs is going to be like, or Carell's Riggs is going to be. Box catcher esque. I, I think it is. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> well, he, he looks like a chauvinist, but Bobby Riggs was a chauvinist. No, no, I know. Well, but I, <laughs> you're saying it's going to be kind of a, a comedy bio, biopic. I guess maybe you're right. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Well, I mean, Little Miss Sunshine was pretty funny. 
Oh, I know that. But <laughs> that was that was a made up story. I mean, this is this is a biopic. That's true. I, okay, maybe. Well, sort of a biopic because it's 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 based on the event, but yeah, it's it. I I understand that it's a, it's an ori- original screenplay. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's still okay. Oh, you're saying they're taking major liberties that uh, maybe they'll have a different winner at the end than in 1973. I, I, okay, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Yeah, but 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 yeah, I, I understood it was like that. I don't know. Um, and then also opening up that weekend, we have Kingsman: The Golden Circle from Matthew Vaughn, which I think right now, uh, I think. Kingsman movies are already better than James Bond is right now. Like I'm, okay. I'm looking more forward to these Kingsman movies than the next Daniel Craig James Bond. <laughs> the Skyfall was awesome. I didn't yeah, see and, it. Yeah, but Spectre and, was not. Uh, Spectre was. <laughs> I, I didn't see that, but you know that's one movie. I mean, not a. Well, Kingsman, boy. Well, you stand up for that then. I'm, I'm going to go choose another hill to die on. I, <laughs> Kingsman, I don't know, man. Oh, come on now. It's like it's almost like trying to take Austin Powers seriously or something. Like, like it's like reacting to Austin Powers by saying, "Oh no, but but there's still a lot of juice left to be let if we just take it seriously." I mean, I, I don't know. I, I okay, I, it's not my first stuff. Kingsman didn't take it so. It's like deadly seriously. Well, no, not serious, serious, but it's not my cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) I like the British accent, uh Daniel. Very nice. What did you say? (laughs) (laughs) I heard you. I saw. (laughs) Okay. She was talking, Brick. Yes. She was emulating Robin. Cool, blimey, (laughs) governor. You know, I, I suspect that um, Robin's not exactly looking forward to Kingsman for some reason. I don't know. Uh, agreed. Yeah, that that definitely doesn't sound like something he 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 go, go and seek out. I'm looking forward to Kingsman. Channing Tatum is right. a villain. Give it to me. I, don't, I think you know. I think he's one of the good guys. He's a state. No, player. I read that he's like that. He's playing the bad guy. Oh, huh. well. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Well, I, I thought that that the first one was was pretty entertaining. Uh, yeah, it, it has its, its issues, you know, especially that part in the end where he celebrates with the princess. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean the 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 famous short scene in with the uh, free bird song in in the, in the in the part, you know, that, that was a, a very good scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're all like, they're all fighting uh, each other and trying to kill each other. Exactly. I, yeah. I thought that scene was pretty amazing. It was one of my, my favorite scenes of the year, actually. Mm-hmm. Might sound sadistic, but it was amazing. <laughs> it reminded me so, of uh, Kill Bill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was more. Uh, they're both equally cartoony thing, but I thought Tarantino's was a lot, was a lot more artistic. Oh, of course. You know, Tarantino is in this level. Michael Vongo, it's... Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, Kick-Ass so, is probably still the best thing he's ever done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that, yeah. 
So then we have Stronger, which you mentioned, Julia. Now, look, look, Stronger looks like a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But it also looks sort of um, heartstringy, um, you know, um, for anybody that doesn't know what Stronger is, it's, it's another, the other Boston Marathon bombing movie. Um, okay. There was first Peter Berg's uh, Patriot's Day, which covered pretty much the investigation, catching the, uh, you know, the Sarnayev brothers and stuff. This one, of course, is more about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who he was one of the victims, and he, he like, loses his legs. And it's all right. about him, um, you know, getting back up, um, so to speak, and, uh, you know, not letting the bad guys win. So, I mean, okay. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I, I, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal is a great actor, and he's due for an Oscar one of these days. Um, it's like every, you know, every year. Yeah, should since, have gotten one for uh, uh, Nightcrawler, just throwing mm-hmm. that out there. Yeah. Every, isn't it true that every year since, like... <laughs> uh, that's not even aware of that. I don't think the Academy knew that movie even came out. I mean, or barely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say that it seems like every year since like Zodiac, since like 2007, he's been in a movie that is, you know, is hyped a little, but is is basically under under recognized by by the by the critics list, like. You know, we don't see it on enough top ten lists at the end of the year, whether he's doing a boxing thing or whether he's whatever he's doing. They just decide somehow Gyllenhaal, it just never seems to reach the upper echelon of the Academy's interest every year, every single year. I mean, maybe it's his fault. I'm, I'm half yeah, joking. I don't know. Does he campaign ever? I don't know what he does. I mean, yeah. I don't think he does. Hmm. Yeah, maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he's like Leo, or like everybody else wants him to win one, but he doesn't really care. Even though, look, I mean, oh no, I think Leo eventually wanted to win one since he was eating raw bison meat. But you know, and and getting and getting fucked up by a, by a CGI bear. So <laughs> I mean, really, I that, uh, sir, yeah. uh, you could have just called the reference. Okay, Leo really, 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 really wants to win an Oscar. <laughs> but Leo had been scrupulously working with like major directors. True. I mean, That's first true. mostly Scorsese. Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal won't insist on working with the Scorseses and Spielbergs of the world. He works with whoever. He just likes the scripts. I mean, I don't know, you know. But I'm just saying, somehow those movies don't do well. That's part of the problem. They're drum. You know, the movie he made with uh, Hugh Jackman. I mean, I, I like Prisoners. Prisoners. Yeah, I like Prisoners. It. Yes. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't know. Where is it on the top ten list of those years? They never. The Gyllenhaal movies never show up. They should. I have yeah. it in my top ten of that year. Okay. Interestingly well, enough, that you bring up Prisoners because that's kind of one of these. Uh, Dennis, uh, Dennis uh, Villeneuve. Uh, I think that was just went. I think that was his first English 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 language uh, film. And You're right. From there, he just he, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, it oh, says where I he started making a, a name for himself. I look, Gyllenhaal's doing great work, and Nightcrawler was excellent, and he was fantastic in it, and that was a good scathing satire that we needed. And I just saying they don't seem to care. They, I yeah, Academy doesn't notice. Yeah. Um, and then also coming out on September twenty second is the next Lego movie. Uh, oh, Lego Ninja! The other Lego movie this year because we had Lego Batman. 
now we have the Lego Ninjago movie. Which, okay. I mean, does anybody care at this point? Uh, no, I, I liked I liked no. Lego ba- I liked it Lego Batman and uh, it's just that in my case. Uh, sorry, Jonathan, what, what were you saying? No, no. I don't know. I, 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 I think I loved the Lego movie. I liked Lego Batman. I'm just, uh, I mean, if if it's clever and funny, I, I might check it out. But otherwise, I don't think I really care. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I haven't even seen a trailer for it yet. So and I, I don't know. It's actually kind of funny. So yeah. In my just, in my case, I I like Jonathan said. I like the Lego movie, the original one. Uh, I didn't like much the Lego Batman movie. I found it, I don't know, it, it was like they wanted to be too funny, and somehow that made it less funny, that less funnier than the first one. Mm-hmm. Like they were trying too hard. Exactly. Yeah. And then Lego Ninjago, I used to watch the TV series in Cartoon Network uh, with my little brother. And it was funny, but at the same time, it, it, was, very, it's a, it was a very well-fought drama for kids, you know. So watching the trailer the other day when I watched uh, uh, Dunkirk, I was like, uh, kind of let down because uh, they're going for the funny approach, the comedy approach in that movie, Lego Ninjago. Mm-hmm. And I think that's gonna, maybe some people will like it and will laugh about it. And I don't know, maybe put it in their top tens. I don't know. Uh, but I think it loses the essence of the or, original series, which is more a little bit. Uh, darker in a sense, so that's what I worry about about that movie. Also, yeah, sorry. Also, animated it, movies this year have been a letdown in general. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 I think I've only seen Lego Batman. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen an animated movie yet this year. Yeah, I mean, em- emoji movie was. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and and I mean, the Speak of Me Emoji 3 movie. is the same shit as always. And <laughs> no, I feel like... Yeah, Illumination is just... Uh, what is the other movie we had this year? Animated at three? I saw Captain Underpants with my kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God, that was a thing. <laughs> was that good? Yeah, was that no. good? Captain <laughs> Underpants? It wasn't bad, yeah, but come on. <laughs> okay, it's kind of sad because we had we had a great year of, of animated films uh, in 2016 and in 2015. Yeah, right. So seeing that after two great years is it's 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 sad, you know. Uh, uh, honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that because Pixar's coming out with Coco, and I'm pretty sure it'll be they'll probably rectify it or at least salvage right. what's 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 left. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the 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 best the best animated feature winner in the in. In March, so, so yeah, but it's sad that only one movie uh, gets, um, you know, only one movie is the it's the good one, and the others are like okay or trash, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, oh, and just and just I guess for for shits and giggles, <laughs> I, 
uh, uh, emoji movie nominated for best animated feature. Just to oh, just, come on, just say, say, just say <laughs> screw you to everyone because they wouldn't have anything else to nominate. There'll be others. I, 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 I think Despicable Me three, but that's not really a ringing endorsement. They Isn't found that, a French movie last year. You know, my life is a zucchini. They, they, they'll they'll go abroad if they have yeah. to. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, the true. problem is that they changed the rule of voting in animated features. Uh, before there, there was uh, a limited. Um, I think it was the animation, the animation branch that only voted for for the animated films. Now everyone can vote for the nominations in that category. It, yeah, it yeah. was changed around February or March, something like that. Uh, if I can get the link, I, I will send it to you. Um, oh, fuck me. But that's, that, that was worries me because <laughs> then movies like, like the Emoji Movie or the Speakable Me Free yeah. uh, will get in for movies like The, Prince, the Tale of Princess Kaguya or anything or made in name. Japan. Or Your Name, exactly. Yeah. Which didn't make it last year. And I thought it, it should have made it. Um, so, yeah. Well, uh, that, you know that what I hear? Stuff like uh, they open up the voting body to everybody. Who's an Academy yes. voter? Then I always think about like ever since finding out that Seth Rogen is now an Oscar voter, I always picture <laughs> Seth Rogen voting for for the Oscars, and like he probably <laughs> just looks at the list and goes, "That was funny." <laughs> <laughs> he's probably, he's probably like one. smoking <laughs> a few while doing it. Oh yeah. And she also thinks, "Where's the night before?" Should be nominated for everything. <laughs> 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 uh, so then, to to cap off September, we have American Made from Doug Liman uh, with ah, Tom man. Cruise. Um, I mean, it looks fun, but again, like the best Doug so Liman. Tom Cruise's ego like take down the entire movie, like it did the Mummy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. possible. I hope not. I mean, is Tom Cruise now a, like a, a, a death nail? Like, does he just kill everything? No, just no, just for that movie. It, it was part of that. He just he had a lot of input going into uh, the Mummy, and it just oh, pretty yeah. much ruined everything else about it. Yeah, well, that Universal just you know <laughs> shit the bed. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And then because um, uh, what I was saying about this, Doug, you know, the best Doug Liman movie this year was The Wall. Not, no, I like this I year. Anybody saw it? Yeah, this year. No, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Um, and then we have Flatliners, which I know is a remake from the nineties. The nineties uh, with uh, this one's got Nina Dobrev in it. And I think it's directed by the guy who directed the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah, you're yeah. right. Wait, wait, I'm hearing this. Daniel, try saying something. Hello? Okay, that's better. Dude, oh, Daniel. I've been kind of mumbling, excuse me. Oh, okay. I may have to go parent in a minute, but yeah, let's, let's, I say let's skip ahead to the next week because sure. it's a lot more yeah. interesting. Well, with next one we got is Blade Runner and Honor. Oh, Force yes. Day. And now that's, that's probably the biggest um, October release. I think that's going to do very well. Um, speaking of Denis Villeneuve, by the way, and uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm. Did, were you guys big fans of the original Blade Runner? 
Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. 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 I watched the original cut and then later on the final director's cut that Scott wanted to put out. My generation, I mean, I'm, I'm a lot older than most of you guys, or all of you guys. I'm, I, we kind of grew up on Blade Runner. You know, it was like a big deal. Yeah, was, I, I discovered it probably maybe a few, uh, just a few years ago, but I absolutely loved the film. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah, it's a great film. I mean, whatever film it counts as Blade Runner, there's like four different versions, so I'm not even sure what counts as the actual. Well, I don't even, the one that Scott once called a director's cut, I feel like he changed his mind about that, too. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think, which is like the real, real version. But maybe that uh, uncertainty only speaks to the themes about the replicants in the first place. Right. Yeah, it'll be great. Or it'll be, you know, it'll certainly be interesting. I mean, who knows, you know. Uh, they, these kinds of things are often bad, but, uh, you know, yeah, what but, the let's, let's ride it out. I think what, what I like about this one is that they actually have a really good director at the helm with uh, right. Vela Nuvi. And after Arrival and uh, uh, Sicario. It's like, okay, yeah, uh, I, yeah, there is a record of him making really good, really, really fantastic films. Sure. And they actually got someone who's. They got someone. If they're gonna, if you're gonna do a sequel to something that is a beloved favorite, get right. someone who get get a damn good director to do it. Right, right. It'd be like if they managed to keep Guillermo del Toro on the Hobbit films, which they didn't because they had him for three years and they couldn't make a movie. But uh, yeah, I agree with you completely that that's that's the way it should be. And yeah, I I, I can't imagine Villeneuve has a belly flop here. It, it feels like it has to be at least good. Um, all right. So the other two, uh, I think we can probably just kind of gloss over, like the Mountain Between Us with Idris Elba and Kay Winslet. It looks fun, but yeah. Yeah. Now I'm I am curious though about the Florida project, which I've heard great things. I think that debuted at Con, right? And uh, or was it even way back at Sundance? I think I, I actually don't know. I think it was Con, and um, I know I've heard other people say on Twitter that it, it could possibly be a Best Picture contender. I don't know. It's got Willem Dafoe in it, so maybe we'll at least get a Willem Dafoe nomination here. Um, so I'm keeping my eye on that one. Jumping then. What? Were you going to say something? Speaking about Willem Dafoe, to kind of go off on a tangent here, I've heard great, insert sarcastic, great things about his performance on the Netflix original production of Death Notes, which was posted yesterday. Oh, I... I don't know. I don't know. After to the show, it's like, ugh. I don't know if I can handle watching another uh, anime uh, favorite of favorite of mine get butchered by butchered by uh, Hollywood, so. Then do not watch Death Note. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so then moving okay, to... At, at this what? point, uh, please do not get a hold of Akira at this point. I, I don't know if I can trust any anyone, any studio with that thing, so leave it alone. You mean a remake of the 80s anime? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, that's been. About? Yep, that's been. They really want to get that one, and I just hope they don't. Right. Even with the, apparently Jordan Peele 
being offered it. It's like, no, no. Okay, fair enough. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, so then on the 13th, we have Goodbye, Christopher Robin, which to me, just see, it reminds me of uh, like uh, Finding Neverland. <laughs> um, and then we have Marshall, which looks like the better film of those two, uh, about Thurgood Marshall. Oh, okay, and now I'm interested. Yeah, and... Uh, who's, who's playing yeah. him? Oh, who's, let me see. Yeah. Who's the actor, do you know? Um, Chadwick Boseman, no? Does it, it always has Excuse to be Chadwick I was going to say, doesn't Chadwick that would, Boseman... That would impress me that I, he's getting that role, shit. Yeah, Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Has right of first refusal of all mid-century African-American icons, oh. I think. I mean, uh, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong, but, uh, you know, after James Brown and, uh, you know... Jackie Robertson. Jackie Robinson. Yes, confirmed. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, any other is, wait, it, Joel, that really is who it is? Yes. Oh, I thought uh, you were joking. No, oh, it's, it's true. Yeah, it's, it's Chadwick <laughs> Boseman plays Thurgood Marshall, then the, the rest of the cast is Dan Stevens, Kate Hudson, Sophia Bush, Sterling K. Brown, James Cromwell's in this? Yes. Yeah, his last one before he, um, I think this is Untungly Doc, right? Yeah. These, We're still around. Wait, Cromwell's not dead? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking oh. of someone else. My bad. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> I was uh, like, wait. I forgot yeah, when he died. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. He's almost alive. He might be in jail. He goes to a lot of, like, protests, progressive protests. Mm-hmm. But jail's not the same as dead. I'm sorry. So, I'm so sorry about that, guys. I was going to say uh, on a different note that the only thing that gets me about movies like this is, so you have the, all these promising, like, um, you know, um, movies about these these kind of iconic people, and then you get these directors who we've never even heard of before. And it's like, well, I know you got to start somewhere, but it's like, yeah, are you really sure? Like, for instance, this is going to be directed by some guy named uh, Reginald Hudlin. Right. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I will give you this. He's African American. So, oh, okay. That, gave, that gives me hope because it's not the same. It's not the same that a white male director directs a film about for good Marshall than an African American right. because he has a more uh, I don't know how to say it he can direct it better you know because um, I don't yeah, well, well, uh, I, mean, I, I think I can this, <laughs> sum this up uh, if it were some, directed by someone like a Steven Spielberg it, 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 it would be good but it would be through the perspective of a white man still. Exactly. It, it, that goes for the white man's perspective. Now, with this movie, says it, it, it's done by an Af- African American filmmaker. It's you're gonna ha- you're gonna see a different perspective. You're probably gonna get a much different perspective than you would from any other contemporary filmmaker. Exactly. And that, which why I think I, I respond so well to uh, Selma because it, it, it's. It's a distinctly comes from the perspective of of an African American in Ava DuVernay, and I thought that was very very refreshing because we don't really get that in in modern filmmaking in modern films these days. So, yeah, it's like what happened with with Detroit that some people were arguing that since it was directed by Catherine Bigelow, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that her per- perspective or what. 
the African Americans had to suffer in but that in, in that case. Uh, it wasn't the same as, as if Ava DuVernay, for example, uh, directed uh, Detroit. You know, uh, you know, there there was people that were arguing like uh, that black black people didn't have to suffer in the movie to understand what they're going through. You know. Uh, they they can put other aspects of the African American people, uh, so so we can understand what they're going through. Not only the the bad things, you know. You, you, there's there are other stuff that that that's what Emma Duvernay did so good in Selma. You know, we we see other aspects of the African American people that that makes make us understand that they're the same as everyone else no matter the color of their skin or where they come from you know so yeah that, that's, that's what i think mm-hmm. that's a good point mm-hmm. um then uh so moving on then to october 20th um like okay we can skim over geostorm that's just another you know it's the after tomorrow basically shit yeah the after tomorrow 2.0 yeah, that's all we need the to know about after, that one. Day after tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, the day after the day after tomorrow. The next day. A still more in a more expedienter truth. Um, but uh, and then we have the snowman from Thomas Albertson, which looks really oh, perfect, exciting. Yeah. Um, but to me, like the two I'm looking forward to the most here are are Wonderstruck from Todd Haynes. Um, which looks very colorful in the trailer, and I'm excited to see what the full movie really is about. And then, of course, um, Only the Brave from Joseph Kaczynski uh, about the Granite Mountain hotshots in Arizona who fought the, um, the, the big wildfire, and I think they all perished. Um, and uh, it just looks really good, and it's the closest we'll ever get to a Smoke Jumpers movie, which, if you've ever seen Entourage, Vin, uh, Vincent <laughs> Chase was making a, uh, a Smoke Jumpers movie, and the, the movie got uh, didn't get finished because there was problems with the director. Um, but yeah, this looks a lot like that, and I, I I'm really excited. Um, even if it's got sort of a generic name, only the Brave, I, I would have preferred Granite Mountain Hotshots actually. It looks like an Everest movie, but with fire. Yeah. Right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. Um, and, of course, people die in that movie, too. Yeah. He has Josh Brolin, too, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, let me ask you guys a question. Is yeah. the Academy homophobic or just Todd Haynes-phobic? I mean, why, why did they... Why, why did, after Carol had, uh, you know, picked up so many other pre-awards and Golden Globe nominations. Why did the Academy, you know, give the heave-ho to Carol? Why did they not award all that heaven allows more? Um, You know, what, I mean, do they hate Todd Haynes? They just don't get him? Do they hate gay people, like, because Todd Haynes is out of the closet? Or is it a complete coincidence and they love gay people and it's just totally like, you know, Todd Haynes just hasn't made a good enough film or whatever? Anybody want to comment on that? I just thought I'd ruin the whole conversation. 
I I could argue that 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 maybe they hate hate gay people, but we have movies such as Brokeback Mountain that got nominated, and, and the last, the most recent Best Picture winner eventually. Exactly. If you stayed for the whole ceremony. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I, I stayed. Wait a minute. I thought La La Land won that. Yeah. <laughs> I turned off my TV when La La Land won. I just assumed. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Because uh, to me, I don't. as far as I know, like, Todd Haynes is a very quiet uh, guy. Like, uh, I, I, he's private. You know, I don't think we ever hear a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Does he so, need to campaign more? Huh? Does I he need does. to campaign more, do you think? Because, yeah, that, that, maybe. Let me check his movies for a second, because I know that Far From Heaven was in 2002. Right, And right. I only remember that it was nominated for a Julianne Moore performance, but I don't right. remember the movie at all being nominated. People so thought would get nominated and he didn't. And people said the movie might get nominated too and it didn't. Yeah. And oh, he has I'm Not There too. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. I'm Not There, which the only performance that got nominated what was Blanchett's. Mm-hmm. But that's the you know, I don't even think Spielberg would have been nominated for I'm Not There. It's it's too weird, you know. It's about <laughs> six different Bob Dylans, you know. I don't know. It's like I I get that. That makes more sense to me than Carol. Carol was should have been right up their alley. I mean, I I thought I don't know. Yeah, but he he doesn't have a good record with the Academy because I'm seeing his other films. Most of them are shorts, but the ones that are features are no. I don't remember being uh, getting uh, getting nominated for something else than a performance, a performance or or. The thing is that they're just too. The, the stuff he does is just kind of just is sometimes too out there and too abstract for the, for, for the it. academy or yes. for audiences in general. Yeah, mm. so, I agree, but not Carol. I I feel like they owe him after Carol. I, maybe I'm, I mean maybe Wonderstruck won't be the way to pay him back. I don't know. Wonderstruck looks more more for the academy than Carol, you know, because it's uh it's like a kid's story. I think it's mm-hmm. it's 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 yes. The story of a young boy in the Midwest is told simultaneously with a tale about a young girl in New York from 50 years ago as they both seek the same mysterious connection. That looks more academy-like. So I I think this could get more nominations than performances. Maybe an adapted screenplay because, yes, it's based on a book. And I don't know, uh, maybe costumes, maybe... um, Film editing, okay, something like that. I don't know. We, we, I have to see it first to to make more assumptions. Have they released a trailer for that movie yet? Yep. Yes, it's it's out, but I don't want to see it. Oh, I don't like <laughs> trailers unless it's in the theater, which I don't have any any other option than watch it. You know, it's it's there in the big screen, so yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, of course, you could always uh, plug your ears and close your eyes. <laughs> then stay home. Uh, I don't like doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not big on that either. Um, so then we have, on October 27th, we have a ton of movies coming out. Um, I'm just going to mention a couple of these without, we don't have to get into them. Like, Jigsaw, the next Saw movie is coming out. Seriously? 
Yeah. Then we have thank you. We have thank you for your service, which is a, a military film with Miles Teller in it. No, thank you. <laughs> we have Novitiate. It's Miles, which, it's Miles Teller. It's like yeah, yeah, no. I like him in Whiplash, but after that, it's like you're an asshole, dude. Shut up. So yeah. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he's definitely. Oh, he's definitely a prick. But eh. that, that, that's why I, I love that J.K. Simmons punished him so much in Whiplash because he deserves it. He's such an asshole. Yeah, he does yeah. kind of, especially the way he breaks up with um, Wonder Girl or Supergirl. Supergirl, yeah. Oh yeah. Marley from Glee. Yeah, I mean, my God, what an idiot. Melissa Benoist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, oh, she was way too hot for me. Benoit, I find, huh? Um, and we, uh-huh, you were you were saying all oh, the the other movies? Oh yeah. So then we have Novitiate, which is it kind of looks like um, Down a little bit, like it's about nuns in the I believe in the sixties and um, during the referendum or whatever it is. Um, I think if anything, this looks like Melissa Leo getting her next Oscar. I'm not yep. even sure, like, Oscar nomination. I think maybe her next Oscar. Um, mm. She looks... Yeah, it, it, that looks more like Whiplash than other than than, than Doubt, yeah. in, my, in my opinion. I don't know. Um, but the ones that, like, are worth really mentioning here, there's The Killing of the Sacred Deer, or Up Up Sacred Deer from Yorgos Lanthimos, his follow-up to mm-hmm. Lobster. And um, this definitely looks... Um, Unique, <laughs> uh, but yeah. uh, don't they all from him? Uh, and uh, the square from Ruben Osland, who of course won the Palme d'Or for that this year at Cannes, and his last film did pretty well, um, Force Majeure. Oh, Force Majeure, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, which I think was really good. Uh, in fact, I like Force Majeure a lot more than I like The Lobster. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about that. I'm curious, especially see if the square or the killing of a sacred deer can be an Oscar contender. I don't know, maybe. Um, but the one on October 27th, I'm very much looking forward to. In fact, right now, uh, based on the trailer at least, this is my most anticipated movie the whole fall. Is Suburbicon. George, yeah, George Clooney's Suburbicon. This looks like the real deal. Um, you know, the Coen brothers co-wrote it, and you know, you got Matt Damon, and there's a lot of shit going on in this movie. And, uh, oh, my God, I just cannot wait. Like, I would love to to go see if it's, like, you know, at the New York Film Festival. I think it's at the New York Film Festival this year. Either that or maybe even uh, Toronto. I don't remember. But, uh, I don't know, are you guys excited to, to see Suburbicon? Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yes, I am. I want to see that. Um, yeah, and plus, it looks like it looks like it's going to be ten times better than the Monuments Men. <laughs> Wait, ten times better than what? The Monuments, the Monuments Men. Men. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, right, yeah. Sony's <laughs> most recent foray. <laughs> Were you going to ha- say something? Uh, I'm excited for Superbicon just to see uh, Matt Damon as Patrick Bateman. I know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that looks awesome. It's hip to be square. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think we'll get a Huey in the Lewis, uh, Huey Lewis in the News reference though in this one. Yeah, probably not. That's dumb. Of course, there might be an axe. Um, then, yeah. So then we move to November, and we have a Bad Mom's Christmas. We have LBJ from Rob Reiner. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then <laughs> then we have the follow up uh, to um, Nightcrawler. We have Dan. Uh, um, Dan Gilroy, Roman Israel Esquire, with um, mm-hmm. Denzel Washington in the lead, and it looks like he gained uh, quite quite a bit of weight to um, for this role, and so maybe that's uh, maybe that's his second chance in a row to get an Oscar. Uh, lost to lost to Casey Affleck. Yeah, that's no bitch. I, I'm still not over that one. Um, but, but but you know, Casey Affleck deserved it. Don't don't be so so cruel to still, him. I, still, I, still I know he I know he's an asshole of a person, but 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 you know he's a great actor, and and I, I was gonna be happy with either of them winning, uh, Denzel Washington or Casey Affleck, because they both gave the top the top two best male performances of the year. So. So I, I I won't argue with with Casey Affleck's win, even though Brie Larson was mad that she had to give him the the Oscar, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, recently moved to November third, we have Last Flag Flying, the Richard Linklater film, which just released a trailer. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really interesting too. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about this one again. Steve Carell again, and and Brian Cranston, I think. And yeah. it looks interesting. Um, I'm a little underwhelmed by it, the trailer, at least. Um, but it's Richard Linklater. So I'm not too worried. Um, especially since this decade he's had, you know, Finding or uh, or um, uh, Boyhood before, and Boyhood before, before Midnight, uh, before midnight. And even, um, Everybody Wants, which I think is an underrated movie, actually. Um, but of course, the big November third release uh, is Taika Waititi's Thor Ragnarok. And I know yes. this has been very, very quiet thus far, but we have to let Eric on Thor Ragnarok. So you have the microphone, sir. <laughs> I just, wow, this movie just looks so badass. Just from just even the first trailer, it, it got me completely hooked. Like, it's just, I just I just think it'll be any better than, because me and Julia have a bet that, it will do a lot better than what she's projecting to be as Molly's game. No, no, not, that's not what I said. No, you said Molly's game is going to be better than Thor Ragnarok. Critically, critically. No, it is not. It's not going to be more critical. Uh, actually, I can... I can... I might that's a good buy bet. that. I'll, I'll remember that. I like that bet. I, I would I rather watch... Put money on that, push, on Rotten Tomatoes scores. I'd rather yeah. watch yeah, all these big, big superheroes burst off against and some guy saying, okay, we got uh, this guy holding his hand is going to be number 23. Oh, he's got it. He's got the card. He's got the card. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am. It will do better. It will be the best Marvel movie to date. What? I've seen that with every yeah. lot of 
but I'll go on a limb on, on that one. I feel like we've been saying this about for just about every Marvel movie that's come out. No. Uh, <laughs> or at least a lot of them. Uh, I still think the best one to date is still Winter Soldier. Yes. Yeah, I'm with, I'm, I'm, Jonathan is right. Just mm-hmm. they, they, they gotta make up for Thor Dark World. Yeah. I, I think uh, I was gonna ask <laughs> you. I've never seen Thor's the best one so far. Uh, how, how do I put Thor the Dark World? Uh, yeah, how was okay. that? Okay, the only, thing, the only thing you really need to know is that uh, one of the Infinity Stones shows up and cat ending is still fucking annoying and uh, in that Tom Hiddleston is still probably the best thing in that movie. I love Tom Hiddleston and now I guess he's joining forces. I mean, that's the way the trailer looks is that he's... Yeah, this would be like the second time, so... Right. No, I meant, you know, like he'll team up with Thor and the Hulk and, um, you know, they'll take down Cate Blanchett, I guess, or and uh, Jeff Goldblum. That's the, that's the plot, apparently. I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure it'll be fine. No, there's like a whole slot full of like villains. Like, I, I can't even Sturge, name them all. It's just, it's just, it's just kind Ella. of a little badass. Like, it'll, it'll do a lot better than I think Winter Soldier than. Yeah, and it, it, it just. And so, it, it, how could it be better than Winter Soldier? It could do better. Oh, you mean in critics? You're saying the critics are going to like it more than Winter Soldier. Wait, now I want to put 20 bucks on it. <laughs> I, I will. I will I like put 20 the, bucks on it. The, the Kia Wahiti, but Rotten Tomatoes. So, I don't know wait, about let that. Me go, I'm going to go look up. I, I don't know. So I'm going to go look up the Rotten Tomatoes score of Winter Soldier just to be sure what I'm betting it on. Was like 80, it was like 89, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes or something like that. Yeah. Probably you were right around 80 Right. Well, anyway, let's continue with the podcast for the nice people at home who've been so nice as to listen to us. <laughs> and, well, I think well, our has temporarily left us. I will kind of take over from here. Oh, and, here, um, and, and uh, he's back. Yeah. For November 10th, we have Daddy's Home 2, oh, Lady crap. Bird, Murder on the Orient Express, and Ooh, that's, Three that's Pills. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Jonathan, are you excited for any of these? Uh, Murder on the Orange Express. I, I actually really like Kenneth uh, Branagh as a as a director, and that looks really interesting. Is I'm not really too familiar with uh, Agatha, 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 Agatha Christie, and this would be my intro into one of her. Into seeing a one of her works being translated on the big screen, so I'm excited to see what that would look, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And, and you watch the, the original one, Jonathan. The plethora of talent that's in that movie just has me like, okay, yeah, I'm sold. Haven't you watched the the, the original Murder on the Orient Express, Jonathan? I have not. Yeah, I, I have. I was I was born in the nineties. I, I, I that's. What was that, Daniel? Joel, have you seen that movie? Yes. Yeah, me too. The 1974 film. I mean, it's... Okay, it's, that's why. I'm, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not great as, as some people put it, you know. Agatha Christie's stories are just a little plain. You know, they're just, they, they feel regimented. They feel like they're made for the stage or, or, or a TV show or something. They're just a little, they don't, there's, they're not high cinema at least in my experience i mean i don't know 
you know, maybe it'll be good. I, I, I like, I like the cast. I agree. This cast looks amazing, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know about Bronick these days. I mean, I loved him. Well, frankly, I loved him before you were born, uh, <laughs> Jonathan, when like, you oh, know, okay. he, well, no, when like Henry V came out. I mean, that was brilliant. You know, that movie from 1990, you know, but I, I, I think things have gone downhill for him since then. I, I regret to say. And th- well, I don't know about what to say about Thor, but uh, anyway, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm <laughs> I, I'm skeptical. I'll wait for the reviews. Yeah, it could be the biggest flop of the year or it could be really good and maybe get like 11 Oscar nominations. 11? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Which have you had a best cast Let's push it, maybe. category? Do you think Murder on the Orient Express would get nominated? No. Uh, <laughs> depends on what the... It, it depends on how uh, the audience takes it, honestly. Uh, I mean, if, it, if it's... I, I would say it's, if it's anything like uh... uh uh, rules don't apply, then forget it. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't sit through that. I was trying on an airplane recently. I was a captive audience. I still, I was like, no, it's so bad. <laughs> I wanted to like it, but oofa, oofa. That's going to What's be one of the streaming things I subscribe to next month, I think, and I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> Speaking of boring titles, what is this three billboards outside Ebbing? Okay, so this is kind of, it looks During, sort of like... Because I don't know what the... Yeah. Well, okay, so Martin McDonough, I believe, did... In- oh! And this okay, now like, this sounds this, good. This looks like this could be sort of the uh, the dark horse of the whole year. Um, it looks... Okay, so it's not Francis McDormand, I believe. Um, right. Who's I in, like her. She's I, And she's in that Fargo mold where she's like, like the folksy protagonist officer kind of thing. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm not even sure if I can describe it yet. Basically, it's her um, fighting the, the local government uh, in Ebbing, Missouri, and she she decides to put up these billboards to say I I think basically what what kind of shitheads they are. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, I haven't seen the trailer in a while, but because uh, the trailer actually came out like in the beginning of the summer. So this has been around for a while. Um, but yeah. Oh, Peter Dinklage. Why didn't you say so? Yes. Peter Dinklage, <laughs> oh, well, okay. I'm there. I, okay. This could be good. No, he had me at what Martin McDonough. With, with Francis McDormand was in love. Oh, what Rockwell. happened, yeah. Daniel? Okay, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> no, but I said, I like her. I, I met her once. She was, she's, <laughs> I love her. No, I, she's terrific. Oh, but c- come on, McDormand doesn't have an unblemished record, though, in terms of film choices. I wish she did. Yeah, I like Transformers 3. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the thing. I, yeah, I, I love her, but, but, you know. Okay, but this sounds like she's... You're saying she's back in her wheelhouse, and that would yeah. be great. And I'm, just, be, I'm now looking probably. at the cast again. So, um, the sheriff is Woody Harrelson. <laughs> okay. And then we have Officer Sam Rockwell. Oh, Yes. Oh, I'm God. liking this. This it's sounds good. It doesn't great. sound like an Oscar movie, but who cares? It sounds, it sounds fucking great. great. And it's got Lucas Hedges. Oh. oh. And it has John Hawks, who stole Andrew Garfield's Best Supporting Actor nomination. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when people are still bitter about things like this years later. That is my kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bitter about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. 
David what, what Ryan great. for one. Yeah, but what makes me really excited is that it, it's Martin McDonough who did um, In Bruges, which I think is is one of, a really really strong directorial debut. That is a fine. And film. then yeah, it's a fine. And film. then there's um, uh, Seven Psychopaths, which is just just fucking. Boy, that didn't miss for me. I, I wanted to like it more than I did. I, I don't know. Joel, what did you think of Seven Psychopaths? <laughs> I never managed to watch it, so oh, because that was that that was in 2012, right, or 2013? Yeah, uh, it was 2012, I think. 2012. That was the year that I began watching movies, like for uh, Oscar considerations and being able to learn about movies, uh, becoming a film lover. That that was the year that I began. So, a few movies of G- that year and before I haven't watched yet. So, uh-huh. fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Th- it should be really good. Um, and then moving on then to November 17th, we have Wonder by Stephen Chbosky, who, if you guys don't recognize his name, he did. Yeah, um, he did The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah, Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is actually really good. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's, that is, it's that a, is a fine great coming-of-age film. Also, he wrote. Yeah, he actually co-wrote Beauty and the Beast, too. Oh, did he? Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll give him that. Following Emma Watson around like a stalker. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's fine. Yeah, but obviously the big release that day is Justice League. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I'm gonna hold off until I see it before I make any kind of comments on it. I, I it could be really good, but it could be another DCU movie. Wait, I forgot. What is your your uh, your friend's name? Who's next to you? The guy who was just talking oh, about Thor. Eric. What's his name? Eric. Eric. What movie is going to make more money? Uh, you know, uh, well, in in the fall, uh, Thor or Justice League? That's a bold prediction. He's biased. Although it will be Thor because you know it's Warner Brothers and. Yeah, that's all that needs to be said about that. But I am really excited for Justice League, if only to see Ezra Miller as the Flash. Flash, Who knows what's happening with that movie. Last I heard now, they're going to be doing Flashpoint and... Uh, And tons of other stuff that it just feels... uh, That'd be interesting, maybe. But I've got hope for Justice League. I... Uh, I'm probably the only the only person among us that will openly say Batman v Superman was actually is actually really good. Uh. I wouldn't go as far as saying really good. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan, okay, I, I should probably refine that. Uh, I think you just the, un- the extended edition of of Justice of Batman v Superman is fantastic. Is really strong, and the film version is. Uh, it's okay. It, it's okay. It's it's just. It's, it, I just wish they went with the um, the, the Snyder's R-rated version, just because I th- I think that one's a lot stronger. I think so too. Martha. Martha. That in. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say I will say this: Jesse Eisenberg was a fucking mistake as Lex Luthor. Mm. What? I will say that that's a what's... mistake. What's why? What, why do you think that that's a mistake? I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesse Eisenberg is in Justice League, but 
uh, Warner Brothers yeah. is not using Briefly. anything in any of their marketing in any of their marketing stuff for it. So. Yeah, there you go. No, he's, he's, an, he's in Arkham Asylum with every other crazy bat, villain Batman's walked up. <laughs> so let's kind of go off on a DC tangent for a little bit here. Uh, I, I believe this was announced yesterday, or potentially the day before yesterday, that there is going to be a Joker Harley Quinn movie with... Oh Scorsese. Hmm? With Scorsese. Yes. What? Wait, well, whoa, should, whoa, whoa, back up. He's writing it. He's not directing. He's not directing. No, no, he's, he's just a, it's a producer credit, mostly. But who's playing Joker? Uh, I think it's still Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yeah, but it's still, it's still going to be Jared Leto and Margot Robbie. Okay. And the director yeah. is the guy who did The Hangover. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Todd, Todd Haynes. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Academy would like him. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's a lot of Todd. But no, Todd Phillips, I mean, he did Road Trip and the Hangover movies and uh, Old School. Maybe Todd. Yeah. yeah. It, it's probably time to move off that uh, DCU train. Yes. Um, just, just, well, just real fast. Uh, uh, I, I do. I do hope it's good. Uh, I want to see Gal Gadot again. I definitely want to see Ben Affleck yeah. again. So I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Where are you going? Yeah, Gal Those are going. the only two things that are good about the movie. I haven't seen it, but I'm sure that's gonna be it. Hold it for like five uh, minutes. Oh, God, so Gal Gadot. There. <laughs> Uh, there are three. There are three movies starting with the word "wonder" for your consideration this uh, this fall. That's fascinating to me. That's like too many wonders. I'm worried that the Academy is going to get their balloting wrong. Oh, anyway, yes. they got "Wonder Wheel" by Woody Allen, and then the one that Al just mentioned. Al, what is this wonder that you just mentioned, Stephen Chbosky? I don't, I don't know what that is. Um, I believe it's a kids movie with Julia Roberts. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. Oh, uh, Jacob, uh, uh, and Jacob Tremblay. Jacob, Jacob Tremblay from oh, okay. Julia Roberts. That's what I was thinking was. Uh, 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 what I don't even remember which one I was thinking of. This one was, but. So the the well, okay. So it says based on the New York Times bestseller, Wonder tells the incredible, inspiring, and heartwarming story of oh, August, okay. woman, I... a boy with facial differences who enters fifth grade, yes. attending a mainstream elementary school for the first time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And well, wait, that's like, that's that's a story that I'm I personally connected to. That's interesting. Huh. Now, see, if you told me it was the Bat Kid movie, then I'd say, oh, no, that oh. has a chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poster, he looks like he's a member of um, Daft Punk. Yeah. That yeah, could be. It could be something there. It could yeah. be something there. Okay. Well, i got to look into that then. He stayed up all night to get lucky. Oh, that's, just that's the tagline. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then moving to November 22nd, which is, of course, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we have Pixar's Coco, which we've mentioned a little bit before. I want to say something quickly about Wonder. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it looks like the movie that came out in 1985 called Mask. 
Yeah, it oh, does. Like yeah. a share? Except a little yeah. more, yes. more childy. I remember that movie. Well, it's you know, Mask, he's, he's like already almost an adult. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, yes. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Is that the one where the guy has somewhat of a deformed face? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. probably watched it a lot in school. Yeah, I, they showed us that movie a lot in school. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, it's Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz has got the Elephant Man makeup on. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's Eric Stoltz. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, baby. That came out the same year as Back to the Future, and I know Eric Stoltz oh, yeah, was originally baby. going to play Marty McFly. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> so <laughs> that's an interesting uh, projection. Of course, he did end up being the drug in Pulp Fiction, so he, he did all right. Getting <laughs> off topic here. Yeah, yeah okay. a little off topic. Um, My so fault. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. So yeah, we got Pixar's Coco. I mean, okay, sure. Another Pixar movie. Um, and then, of course, I'm more excited for Darkest Hour from Joe Wright, which, of course, is about um, Winston Churchill. And oh, uh, yes, some people Gary, are saying, Gary Oldman, right? Yeah, that this could be Gary Oldman's Oscar to win. Good, it's about time. Yeah, no kidding. That's blown away by the trailer. Um, and Joe Wright hasn't even been relevant in a long time. Well, I don't. Know. I mean, it was uh, Anna, <laughs> I believe. Right? He lost all his juice. Movie. Edgar Edgar Wright took all the right juice away from him. <laughs> yeah, he really did. <laughs> um, because yeah, I mean, Black Joe Wright movie. I think I legitimately liked was Atonement. That was yeah, ten yeah. years ago. I told me his best movies. Yeah. <laughs> is Darkest Hour is Darkest Hour going to have like, in the middle of it that takes place in World War Two, kind of like uh, you know James McAvoy's at War, and uh, you know there's like this incredible sort of six minute you know moving camera through all the carnage. Because if it doesn't have that, forget it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, um, that's what made Atonement good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think part of it takes place during Dunkirk, doesn't it? Oh, really? When you yeah. make the, the, the battles, Battle of the Battles of Dunkirk. What did you say, Jonathan? I believe that was uh, when he gave his speech that the uh, that the kid in Dunkirk gives at the uh, towards the end. Okay, right. Yeah. So it's all on the beaches. Yeah, the sight the landings. <laughs> How ironic would that be, by the way, if two of the frontrunners for Best Picture are about Dunkirk? Right. <laughs> and like what we were talking about in the last episode with 98 being, you know, the year when World War II, you know, you had Saving Private Ryan, uh, um, uh, Life is Beautiful, and... Um, right. Can anybody explain to me why that final speech in Dunkirk was spoken so kind of, like, lethargically? He's like, we will never surrender. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, uh, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I haven't, I, I, have, has any, any one of us heard the... The the original uh, speech. Yeah, uh, you know what? Yes, I, 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 I was taught the speech. Back yeah, it's, in, it's back it, in world it's history. Very old British guy. You know, it's uh, we will sit on the beaches. We will, it's very. I can't even do it. But it's like if uh, I don't know Ian McKellen were to do it or something. You know what I mean? It's it's what you would expect. You know, if you were hearing Ian McKellen on the radio, we will right. sit on the beach. 
We will never surrender. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't sound like that young kid. I mean, I don't get what Nolan, I just don't understand the choice. That's all I'm saying. I don't understand the choice. Yeah, because I, I was wondering if it was like the original speech sounded like that. that, that that's why I'm asking if someone... No. No? No. no. Okay. So now it, 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 I'm questioning why he did it like that. Hmm. I don't know. I know this is off topic, but, you know, since you guys are convinced Dunkirk is the front runner, then it's not that off topic. Okay, but I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead, Al. What are we talking about? Oh, um, what? So... Did we uh, say everything we wanted to about Darkest Hour? Because otherwise, I was going to move on to Molly's game. Okay. Um, sure. That's uh, Aaron Sorkin's, uh, for the, his directorial debut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it looks interesting. You don't seem excited, Daniel. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this. Oh, well, I don't know. You know, it's funny. I'm going to meet Aaron Sorkin tonight, or I might. I'm going to be in an audience. Uh, that's not true. I'll be in an audience with a thousand <laughs> other people. No, well... No, I'm seeing there, his dumb. There's this podcast <clears throat> called West Wing Weekly, and they're recording an episode yeah. of it. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so do you know which episode they're covering tonight? No. <laughs> Posse Comitatus, the third season finale. <gasps> so they've got Aaron Sorkin guesting, you know, guest appearing uh, at this Castro Theater, and I have tickets to it. So is there any question you guys want me to ask Aaron Sorkin? Say, hey, I heard Molly's game's really going to suck. Is that true? Or what would you, <laughs> do you guys want, Anything you guys want me to say? Uh... Where do you get your writing skills, man? Yeah, You're amazing you know, writing dialogue. You know, I, you know, I'm sure that's what other people are going to say already, so that's good. You know, yeah. you know I, if I had any question to ask Aaron Sorkin, I would love to ask him, what was it like to spar against Ari Gold in Entourage? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I was going to ask, I was going to say, hey, oh, sorry. Sorry, what'd you say? Sorry. I said, and it's original because I don't think anybody else would think to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask him, uh, hey, when you wrote this episode, Posse Comitatus, was this before or after you were coked out of your brain? <laughs> I don't know if he's going to love that question. I mean, he might, you know, could get me kicked out of the theater tonight. I'm not really sure. No, but I am, like, uber, 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 uber excited. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you really think. No. <laughs> so excited for Molly's game. Okay. I, I, Aaron Sorkin, really like, cool. like him writing, amazing. I cannot wait to see what he's going to do behind the camera. You know, helming the film for the first time. And Jessica Chastain as Molly. Inspired casting. Inspired. No, I agree. Have you guys read the book? No. Oh, I'm in the middle of the book now. The book is, it's, it's a really easy read, and it's a fast read, but, I mean, I can't, like, she talks in the book about how Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire were at these poker games that she was hosting. Right. Leo and By the way, Tobey. Right, sorry. Sorry, you go ahead, you go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead, Daniel. Well, no, no, but you know about the book. I was only going to say some snarky comment about since Jessica, it's okay for Jessica Jastain to play a 26-year-old because she's sort of role-reversing from Jennifer Lawrence because I know that the real <laughs> person was 26, supposedly, when she posted Leo. But, you know, that's fine. But anyway, I want to know more about the book, so go go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm about halfway through the book now, 
but I mean, like, it is amazingly written. I can't remember the author off the top of my head right now. I think it might have been self-authored, or maybe not. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's fantastic book. The movie is going to be fantastic. It'll do critically better, critically better than Thor Ragnarok, in my opinion. No. <laughs> which is different from box office. I expect I expect the box office to for I expect Thor to make more at the box office than Molly's game. But Molly's game is going to have a higher Metacritic Metacritic score yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I, can, I can buy that. Just threw down the gauntlet, Eric. Oh, Molly did self write it. I'll just double check for me. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't have a question about you know, Joel, I'm curious what, um, remember like how like two years ago, I believe, uh, Sorkin wrote the great script that was Steve Jobs and then was completely gone. Oh, yes. Wow. Um, I, 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 I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Why do you think he was ignored like that? Mm. The, the film bombed. That was the, <clears throat> no, the film tanked at the box office. I know that's unfair, but that is part mm. of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, let me check the nominees from that year let me quickly. Well, uh, that was, was just Kate, Kate Winslet and uh, Michael. She's like bulletproof. Mm-hmm. She always nominated whatever's. Yeah, I mean, uh, adapted I th- screenplay, adapted, adapted. Where is it? Oh, because Steve Wait, Jobs is—is is that still your favorite movie from 2015? Oh, definitely. Actually, you know, if I, I originally my—I'm sorry, you were talking to Joel. Oh no, that's fine. Uh. My favorite movie of the year was I chose The Hateful Eight, but if I had to redo that one, Hateful Eight would be like three, and then Steve Jobs would be like my my top pick. Nice. It was a it was a very difficult year for adapted screenplay. I I seen here, Carol made it, The Big Short, The Martian, Brooklyn, and Room. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five great scripts, in my opinion. Even though I think I will have, I don't know. Damn, this is this is difficult. Maybe I would. I probably take out. I would take out the Martian. No, the big short. No, come on. Really? No, I I just thought. I just thought it was okay. I just thought it was basically Wolf of Wall Street. Just, but but what? But Scorsese did it better. (laughs) I uh, I would take out the Martian maybe, and put Steve Jobs in. Even though I love The Martian and, and and the adaptation was was great too, so I don't know. I, it, it, it's difficult. That so. was a hard year for best adapted. It's been a very hard year. It didn't help Jobs that it wasn't a bigger hit. I think. Yeah. I, I mm-hmm. think there was a perception that it had failed, and I think that stuck with it. I mean, I I don't know what to say. It was a strong film. I I sometimes think that. I, I could be wrong with this, but I think that the Academy is a little divided on Aaron Sorkin. I, yes, I know he won an Oscar for 2010. Um, you know, but it's funny, since I mean, for the social network, and he did get up on that stage. But since then, he's been such a social media presence. It's almost a social media gadfly. Like, he can't stay away. You know, he got on awards daily on Sasha's site and started, you know, yelling at his reader, her readers. Really? I mean, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Ask yeah. Sasha. I don't remember that. I mean, I, I do not remember that in any way, shape, or form. Oh, it happened. Now, I would say 
Well, I mean, as much as you can yell in these those longer threads, I mean, you can, he was just defending himself. Yeah. But I mean, he, but he's always getting on social media. I I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the issue was there exactly. How that came about. Uh, this was about her defending him on about social network, but later, like years later, I forgot exactly what prompted that particular exchange. But I'm just thinking, I, I personally think that they have a weird relationship with him. Um, I mean, I think they like him okay, but that I don't know. That I, there's something there. Maybe they are just jealous because they can't write as well as him. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but I think that the jobs thing. I don't know. Per- personally, it was like his persona is that he's just a huge pain in the ass or a prick. Or yeah, like maybe that. that's it. Which probably didn't help the hateful eights Oscar chances that year either. You know, sometimes yeah. and I know he's won two two writing Oscars. Tarantino has, but I I just feel like they've got strongly mixed feelings about some of these people who seem bigger than the work somehow. You know, they're prima donnas or whatever. Maybe that's I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yeah. for sure. Let's. I'll try to. I'll see if I can squeeze that question in in the Q and A. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he he didn't get nominated for a few good men. I thought he did. But that made his career, though. I mean, it, it, whether he got nominated for it or not, that script, they, they love that script. That changed his life, you know. Yeah, but damn. He didn't get nominated for that. I that was another now. great year. That was another. They would have had to not nominate The Crying Game or something else back yeah. in Or Howard's End, I should say. Well, the last thing I want to say about Molly's Game before we move on. Penciling Jessica Chastain for Best Actress and yep. Aaron Sorkin for Best Adapted Screenplay. Fair enough. That's probably true. Yeah. But I think Adapted Screenplay is kind of a wasteland anyway, isn't it? So, is it? I looked. Mm. If he doesn't get in Wait, this it, year, you know. Is uh, the papers, is that, all, is that based on, on uh, uh, Adapted Screenplay? Adapted or original? It's going to be. Good question. Good yeah. question. Um, let me just double check real quick. And then they actually changed the name again, so now it's being called The Post. Oh, okay, The Post. Which is always annoying. Um, it says it's written by Liz Hanna and Josh Singer. Okay. But based on the book? On or... anything, I, yeah. I guess it's going to be original, it, it, not yeah. adapted. Yeah, it looks like it's original. Okay, um, okay so original screenplay is going to be extremely loaded this year. Oh, yeah. Yes, like always. Yeah, in fact, uh, oh, although, you know what, maybe the one I'm going to mention here now could be the frontrunner for Adapted, and that's uh, Call Me By Your Name. Ah, uh, yes. Um, wait, what was that, Daniel? Oh, nothing. I just said right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were, like, not, okay. Never mind. I, I misunderstood. Um, yeah, are you guys excited for this one? Yeah, you know, a lot of people. A lot of people have been talking about this movie, and I it, it really hasn't shown up on my radar until the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think when Barry Jenkins is, is excited about something like this, and it's like, okay, you definitely have my attention, so I can't wait to see it. Yeah, you know the impression that I get from this, maybe from an Oscar perspective, is this kind of reminds me of Manchester by the Sea. You know, it, it premieres at Sundance in January. It's a big, big hit. Everybody's saying it's you know, pencil in a spot for it's going to get nominated, probably best director, uh, adapted screenplay, best picture. And then, you know, it's going to be like a third banana to, to two other films. Right. I just, I feel like the same thing's going to happen again this year with call me by your name, unless something changes. I don't know. I mean, and, you know, in, in what we were talking about earlier with Todd Haynes, you know, with a gay theme, 
they went for Moonlight just last year, but are they going to do that two years in a row? Uh, yeah, good, good question. Uh, I think it just depends on what the taste of the Academy is this particular year and uh, how how well it's re- how well it's received on the whole. I mean, I know it's it's going to be very it's going to start in New York and L.A. and then probably branch out later on. But mm-hmm. what's the word of mouth going to be? That's I think that's going to be a, a big factor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it all remains to be seen. Um, but it, I think definitely it is going to be a strong Oscar contender along with Darkest Hour. Um, and then, you know, the other movie coming out on, uh, Black Friday is The Current War from Alfonso Gomez Rajon. This is oh, a yes. follow-up to Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. And this, this is about, of course, the, um, the, the race to get electricity going. Um, yeah. I think... Uh, Thomas Edison, perhaps? Or... Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Spider-Man versus Doctor Strange, essentially. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wow. think so. Because they, they're both in this, in this movie, so... <laughs> oh, cool. Got it. Yeah, Stone Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch, they're here. Oh, that's interesting. You can, you can add the Beast, too. He's here, too. Nicolas. Oh, Hull. right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that, that should be one to, to get excited for. And then uh, finally, we move into December. Um, I, I, hey guys, I only gave myself two and a half hours for this, so I gotta go. But uh, okay. hey, have okay. a good time talking about December and everything. Thanks for running a great podcast, Al. Sorry, I gotta oh, you're go. Welcome. Sure, thank no you problem. for coming. Good to see you, Daniel. Go West Wing Weekly. Yeah, no, I'm going there soon. So oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, have you a good one. Are you gonna? Get I'll, I'll give Aaron your love. Thank you. <laughs> Are you going to get a, get a picture with uh, Aaron Sarkin? You know that's not going to happen. Aww. Oh, well, maybe if I waited an hour afterwards for selfies. I mean, it's <laughs> unlikely. Well, we'll see what happens. His hair, his hair certainly looks a lot better than mine, I'm, and I'm suspicious about that. But, uh, you know, let's talk about that another time. <laughs> right. Okay. But, uh, okay, good, good, good talking, guys. Good luck. T- take care. Enjoy the rest of the podcast and the movies this month. Okay. Thank uh, you. See you, Dana. See you. Good to see everybody. Okay. Later. Okay. So, let's see. Okay. So, yeah. So, we get to December, and we have The Disaster Artist with uh, Franco about the remake. <laughs> oh, yeah. About the room. <laughs> the Tommy Wiseau classic. <laughs> Actually, I haven't seen it yet, but I keep hearing about it. Uh, you know, oh, the first time I God. actually heard about The Room was from Skip to the End podcast, and they, they like, seem to be madly in love with The Room. Oh, oh my God. Have you oh. seen it? Oh, it, it is a masterpiece of shit. It <laughs> truly is. I mean, the, I, I don't want to give anything away, but, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the trailer that can, where, uh, James Franco is struggling to deliver the line? Yeah. It is just a mind-blowing, just, it's bad. Like, just the way it's said, it's delivered, it's just, we found the holy grail of terrible. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the trailer yet, Joel, or did, is that one that you've been able to avoid? I have been able to avoid it, but I saw uh, a mashup on Twitter that put the scene where where he's on the ceiling, like, talking, uh, what, what's the part he said, like, 
And uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember the lines, but it's it's one of the iconic scenes of the movie. And they put a mashup of, of the original movie and the one with James Franco, and I'm impressed. So yeah, I, I want to see this one too. Yeah, very much. It looks like it's just gonna be really, really fun. I don't know about its Oscar chances. Maybe if it's like really good writing, then maybe it could be a. a, a it, would that be adapted screenplay? Since it, it probably would be adapted screenplay, probably. Okay. I feel like the rules of what adapted is it either has to be uh, a previous novel or about previous characters. I, as far as I know, that would that would fill the, the role of part two, like, I think. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be an Oscar contender anyway. But it, it just... I'm curious to know, like, more about the box office success of this movie. Like, if people will go out and see this, if it'll make a hundred million dollars, it'll make more like twenty million dollars. It, it's it, it's it's from it's distributed by A twenty four, so yeah, it you'd probably find it more in the uh, indie indie uh, circuits, I think. Yeah, yeah. I just hope that it's wide released enough where like we can see it everywhere. Do you think it'll play in, in Puerto Rico this year, Joel? Uh, I don't know. I think I had to wait to maybe January or February or March, or oh, maybe I have to write a hundred tweets to Caribbean Cinema, which is the one in charge of of movie releasing here in Puerto Rico. So, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to do that with my ghost story. Actually, oh, okay. we, really? yes, yes, we <clears throat> one of our film critics, uh, more, one one of our most important film critics here in Puerto Rico, uh, asked people to tweet every day to Caribbean Cinema account so they can they could bring uh, a ghost story to Puerto Rico, and oh, they wow. did <laughs> like oh, wow. two months later. Yeah, that's amazing. But they did it. Yes, yes. <laughs> So yeah, let's see. I guess it's true. Like, if you uh, if you tweet enough, and then you know you have enough people out there seeing what you're saying, it can make a difference. Mm-hmm. It can pay off. Yeah, she just learned uh, by watching the founder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Although it's true. Yes, it is true. That's that's how <laughs> he he made all that money. Um. And then also on December first, we have Wonder Wheel from Woody Allen. Um, curious about oh, this one? Oh, I didn't know he had, a, he, had, he had something coming out this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, pretty much he always does. He, like every <laughs> yeah. single year for like almost as long as we've been alive. Oh, just a, 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 a slightly off topic. I finally got to watch uh, Manhattan actually a couple nights ago, and I'd never seen it before, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's I think it's probably his, it's my favorite now of, his, of, of, of the things he's done, which is very limited, but mm-hmm. that one was really special. Well, okay, I got to ask a question about that because we were talking a little bit about this before, the age gap thing. Like, oh, the fact yeah, that that's, like that's, a that's still, it's still creepy, and it feels like okay, it's life. I'm not sure if, if, the, if, if in that particular case, it's life imitating art or life or uh, art imitating life. Yeah, or something like that, but. It yeah, does have a really kind of bittersweet ending that that does feel justified and right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's with Diane Keaton. 
Yes, Diane Keaton, a young Meryl Streep was in that. Oh, that's right, Meryl mm-hmm. Streep. Okay, and then um, what's her name? Um, oh God, she played the the high school girl. Um, <sighs> oh man, I forget now. But she, Muriel Hemingway. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, Wonder Wheel looks like it could be an Oscar contender because I think that you know they're specifically setting it up to be one, and I think it's going to premiere, I'm guessing it's going to premiere at New York Film Festival. Right. And I mean, with the December 1st release date, that's a very Oscar-friendly time, and, you know, Woody Allen is still still pretty much relevant, um, even if he's not relevant as a human being. At least he knows <laughs> You know? Um, so, yeah, it should be, uh, should be interesting. Um, I've I've been hearing good things, so I'm I, I think you need to keep your eye out for it. Uh, then moving to December eighth, we have Ridley Scott's All the Money in the World, which is my birthday. My birthday seems very boring. Wow. It's not going to be boring. We'll go see these movies. We'll party on your birthday. Anyway, yeah, and uh, so. All the money in the world, I think, is about the CIA, I believe. Or there's some kind of investigation that, that takes place in it. It's overseas, I know that much. I want to say, like, near Turkey or what used to be Yugoslavia or something like that. It says something about, about the synopsis here in INDV says, a left-wing paramilitary organization mm-hmm. in Italy hatches a massive kidnapping plot in the 1970s. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. It's, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. Um, and I like anything yeah. that takes place overseas. Just makes it more interesting, mm-hmm. you know. Um, especially Italy. Italy is such a you know beautiful place for film. I hope they actually shot over there. What worries me has that it, it is that it has our best actor in the world, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he is truly the best. He's, he's better than all of them. And I, I'm amazed he hasn't won an Oscar yet. <laughs> oh, I want to cry. <laughs> yeah, he's better I'm, than I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give him another opportunity, like I always do. I always do. So yeah. Well, wait. Did you? Okay. Seriously though, uh, like, what did you think of him in either Deepwater Horizon or Patriots? I have to answer that in another podcast. Okay. Because I haven't seen any of those. Really? <laughs> oh, uh, I still on Deepwater Horizon. He was really good in that. Um, yeah. Can't, I, I don't know about Patriot's Day. I haven't seen that yet, but he was, he was really good in, okay. in Deepwater. But he has he has had good roles because I remember him yeah, in Bo- The Departed. Night, the Departed. Yeah. The Departed. And... A, a decent track record. Yes, yes. He just had... When you remember what he did in The Lovely Bones or The Happening. Or the Transformers movies. Or The Transformers movies. Well, you know, you ask why, though. Why? Only uh, pay, pay day. Pay day. Pay day. Oscar for is Boogie Nights. Oh. oh, right. He's so good in that. That was his first film, right? Yeah, nope. yeah, yeah. Oh, I believe. Well, he was at least in the Basketball Diaries in 1995 with Leo. Oh, oh right. 
Because there's a scene in the Basketball Diaries where I think it's a dream sequence. And one of them is dreaming about entering a classroom with shotguns. In fact, um, it was it was very reminiscent. Like after the Columbine shooting happened, a lot of people like went back and looked at Basketball Diaries and goes, "I wonder if that's partly where they got the idea from." Because they're dressed in trench coats and they're carrying shotguns. Uh, yeah. Um, but not a lot of people remember the Basketball Diaries, so that's probably a good thing. But oh, and Ted! Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, Ted. The bear should have won for Ted. <laughs> and Seth MacFarlane should have won for best writing. <laughs> um, anyway, so then we have The Shape of Water, which is Guillermo del Toro's. Oh, movie. yes. That one, I'm excited for that one. Yeah, that looks good. Guillermo has not yet let me down. Mm-hmm. What, what's your favorite of his so far? Uh, Pan's Labyrinth, easily. Pan's that, Labyrinth? that one is just... It's, it's a twisted dark fantasy and it's it's just so beautifully shot and i've only seen it like a handful of times because it's just it's emotionally it's draining to watch yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's one of the hardest movies i've I've had to sit through in and ever but it's 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 rewarding but it's just emotionally draining it's like yeah i can't i can't watch it again after maybe maybe in another Every year or so, I'll watch it, but mm-hmm. it can't be like like oh yeah, it just looks like, like a go to. Well, are you guys fans of the Hellboy movies? Oh yeah, I'm s- s- sad there's not going to be a part three. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a part three. It's a whole new Hellboy. Yeah, I know, I know. It's it's not. It's without Ron Perlman and Doug Jones. So it's it's going to be ridiculous. They're whitewashing the new Hellboy movie, too. And I... Yeah! Yeah. Not for this podcast, but still. <laughs> I'm out! As they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. That movie looks good. Uh, I think we could see... For... Uh, oh, God. She was in um, Blue Jasmine. Sally Hawkins. Yeah, Sally Hawkins. The mute uh, janitor, I think. Yeah, something like that. She plays a mute janitor along with uh, Octavia Spencer. And uh, she befriends a... uh, I I would say creature. I I don't know what to call him. I know he's played by, again, Doug Jones. uh, Mm -hmm. An amphibious creature, I guess. Yeah, I... This, this, so he's animated, right? Like or visual? No, 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 no. He, he's actually uh, uh, wearing the costume and all that. Oh, he is. Like okay. in, like in Pants Labyrinth, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. I prefer that. Um, you know, when they actually have real actors, not just CGI. Um. Yeah, I think Guillermo would agree with you on that on that take. Yeah, kind of like what uh, with. Um, War for the Planet of the Apes, right? Where it's part, it's mostly Andy Serkis. It is, it is, Andy, yeah, Andy as the character, but yeah. Um, so then moving to December fifteenth, we have Ferdinand. Star which Wars animated, yeah, Star Wars. Well, yeah, sorry, it's 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 that. In New Game, oh yeah, New I mean Ferdinand's gonna get buried. 
Star Wars is going to be the biggest movie uh, of, of the year. year. No doubt. That's suicide. That's suicide. How can you put a movie with Star Wars? What the fuck? Well, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler did it with Sisters, and that did okay. Oh, oh well. yeah, that's right. The Sisters. I forgot about that one. What the hell is The Sisters? No, Tina Fey, uh, Amy Poehler, the comedy. Tina Fey. Oh, oh, Sisters! Or just, or just, just Sisters. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that came out the same day as uh, The Force Awakens. No. Yeah, yeah, Force Awakens. Yeah, it did. And then something came out. Oh, you know, that's right. I was like, what the hell came out with Rogue One? That was um, Fences. Although Fences. Uh, no, that's limited. That was. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, oh my God, Star Wars. Like, do we think that this could be as good as The Empire Strikes Back? Do we think maybe better? Maybe not. You know. I don't know. I, uh, I really don't know. Um. I, I guess we have to figure out what what this film is about. Which, I mean, it, Lucasfilm they're probably not going to tell us Jack until a week up until until a week in advance. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I've got high hopes because again it's Rian Johnson. I like his stuff, uh, and it, it's nice to see uh, Carrie Fisher one more time. So. Mm-hmm. That'll be really nice to see her one more time. But um, I'm holding out, like, any expectation that I have for this until we get an official theatrical trailer. Uh, All we have so far is the teaser. Yeah, my guess is it's not going to be until, like, fall down down on the line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, and that's... Just for shits and giggles, that's probably where, where we're going to see uh, Avengers Infinity War, the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on a little tangent, I, I told Eric about, um, you know, all the footage that they released at D3. D23, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, they need to release that to us now. I'm like, they're not going to. They won't. Yeah. No, they they they're not going to do they're not going to do it for Thor Ragnarok, and they're damn sure not going to they're, they're not going to do it anytime soon. So it's gonna it's gonna be uh, when they can get the maximum amount of attention, and it's gonna be during Star Wars. Exactly. No, my my money's on they're releasing the trailer for Infinity War on Black Friday. That's what I think. Okay, you know what that would that also would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm be- but I I would be betting more on Star Wars than I would Black Friday. But either or would not correct to me. Well, you know, I'm, I'm excited because we got Ryan Johnson on this, and and like I haven't seen Brick, but I saw like Looper a couple times. Yeah. My God, like wow, you know. So we we should be in store for a treat. Um, because to me, that kind of film is is actually kind of it kind of reminds me of like an Edgar Wright you know where it's a very attention to detail and it's got really good writing and and the action sequences are very well put you know together and everything and uh so yeah I don't know Joel what are your thoughts on Star Wars I I don't like to get my hopes up with you know with movies like like Star Wars because you know, everyone expecting it to be good. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm expecting it to be to be great, you know. So I'm trying to not think about it till December the twenty what no the twelfth, right? It's no, it's the fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. So, so even if the trader gets gets released like like Julia said, I, I would try to 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 evade it and ignore all the comments in Twitter yeah. and and Facebook okay. and everywhere. You know, stay off Twitter that whole weekend. <laughs> no, maybe I, I will have to leave Twitter like since the trailer gets released because uh, people will, will talk about it. And I don't know. I, I'd like to be to to go to the to the theater as as ignorant as possible about the mm. movie. You know. And yeah. So so yeah, I I hope it's great, but at the same time, I don't want to think about it. So mm. so I don't get uh, upset when I watch it if if it's not. To my, if it doesn't get to my expectations, yeah, that's perfectly fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always like I want to spoil as much as I can uh, before, uh, except for things like if there's a twist, like if it's an M Night Shyamalan movie, I don't want to know. Uh, <laughs> you still need to see freaking split. Split. Yeah. Don't know that. Yeah. The masterpiece. Yeah, really the the, the uh, yeah. masterpiece. The happenings. That's his best movie. That's an amazing one, man. I love that movie so much. <laughs> oh no, no, it's the last Airbender. That's his. Tour. Oh god, oh, that's not in the gone. water. Oh, we started. I'm happy. <laughs> After Earth. No, that last Airbender and After Earth were boring. That yeah. didn't help. Maybe it had better elements than. Than the happening, but they were boring. The happening was at least entertaining because of so of of, yeah. of so bad it was. You know that's true. You know what I knew after Earth was going to be bad. By the way, is the moment when we found out that Will Smith had a broken leg and his son was going to have to carry yeah. the entire fucking movie. So Joel, to go back to the happening for just a second. Okay. Okay. My sister. She watches shit like Sharknado movies on sci-fi. <laughs> she uh-huh. cannot sit through 20 minutes of the happening. She tried. Oh, my God. Three times. Three separate Man. times. She tried. She couldn't do it. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I don't blame her. twice? I did it twice because I watched it the first time because I was doing the, the Shyamalan Marathon, I told you before, in I think it was in the fourth po- podcast we did. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And then I watched it again because my brother was so interested in how bad the movie was that I said, okay, well, let's, let's, let's watch it. Let's, let's laugh yeah. about it. Yeah. And he found it hilarious, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg, Zoe Deschanel over acting the freaking movie oh my god <laughs> yeah it's it's awful it's really awful and the best monster of all time trees that's 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 great yeah, yeah the plants are killing everyone yeah <laughs> you yawning says everything about the happening <laughs> i think jonathan is happening <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I don't even remember where we were. <laughs> yeah, Star, we were doing Star Wars. And oh, that's right. Star Wars. Um, All right. Well, we only have after a couple Star Wars. Yeah. So we have Jumanji. 
Uh, oh, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, fuck no. That, that's, that's, yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. Yes, but it's also Kevin Hart. <laughs> Bo-way-ach. Enough said. Bo-way-ach. Oh, Cocoa Butter. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, did you guys ever hear the podcast uh, about Furious, no, Fast, Fast, Fast Five? Five. Uh, I forget who was in it, but they're it was, talking no, about... No, it was uh, uh, Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons. Can you tell? Yeah, only job is to make sure he's covered in cocoa butter. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine you're you're walking behind him and you slip on the floor because of all the damn cocoa butter? <laughs> <laughs> so that's December twentieth. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But on December 22nd, we have we have a couple, like, really worth mentioning here. We have Downsizing from Alexander Payne. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I, I've heard mixed reviews so far, but I'm hoping that they can get it, you know, fixed and whatnot. and Because and, I think that's going to open Toronto, or is it, maybe it's it, New York. It, it, I think they're seeing uh, Telly, uh, no, Telly, right, uh, Toronto, and then probably New York. Okay. But you know what? I think if it ends up at Telluride, then we we should be talking about downsizing as an actual best picture front runner. Because yeah. that's that's where like all the best picture winners seem to go nowadays. Is yeah, the, and the Academy really does uh, like Alexander Payne. So yeah, and I don't know if you guys re- recently saw this, but they um, and I forget, I think it was uh, Metacritic put together a list of the best reviewed directors. Of the twentieth or of the of this of this twenty first century, and yeah, like, you know, Alexander came Payne, up out, like top three. Yeah, he was like number two, second best reviewed director, only behind Alfonso Cuarón, oh, which nice. makes sense. I mean that that those two would be number one and number two, considering you know they've had Sideways, The Descendants, and Nebraska, mm-hmm. and they've had um, Harry Potter, Tambien, Children of Men, and Gravity. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but yeah, downsizing, like, I'm, it, you know, it's ironic that two of my most anticipated movies of this whole year star Matt Damon because he's in downsizing and he's in yeah. Suburbicon. So, you know, he's going to pull a, a, you know, like in years past, you know, like I was looking at Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who was going to be in The Walk and Snowden, then Snowden got pushed. And other, you know, other every year it seems like there's always one actor that always is in like two really big things that I'm looking forward to. Well, in two movies back to back, back to back weeks. Uh, uh, which, which which one's that now? Oh, uh, your favorite's Tom, is it? Uh, the Red and Iron Hot Shots movie. Yeah. Oh, wait, what now? <laughs> thank you for your service. And thanks for your service. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm willing to give. Uh, thank you for your service, a shot. I don't know about the other one. <laughs> um, no, I mean, have you watched the trailer yet for for Only the Brave? Uh, I don't think I have. Okay, I'll be curious what you think. Um, that's the obviously Grand Mountain Hotshots. Um, because yeah, well, of course, I just like firefighters. Yeah, 
So that's why, to me, it looks really good. And I, I like true stories, so that's why I, you know, was interested last year with Deepwater Horizon and Patriots Day, because, you know, real events, I think, are really, sometimes they're more interesting than anything that anybody could write, uh, you know, fictionalized. Right. Um, but then also on December 22nd, we have per- Pitch Perfect 3, which, okay, uh, yeah, it's another, it's another Pitch Perfect movie. I'm excited for it. I like the first two. One thing that makes me excited about the third one is that uh, Elizabeth, oh, what's her name? Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks is not directing this one as well. Because I think she had like a prior commitment that kept her from directing it. But, yeah, I'm still excited. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks crazy, you know. I, I am curious about what the hell all that shit is happening in the trailer. But the one I'm more excited for is Steven Spielberg's Post, or as yes. most people know it as Papers. Uh, but sometimes I think it's just called the Untitled Steven Spielberg Project. Right. I don't know anymore. Um, I, I'm surprised he, he he actually got this together as fast as he did. Yeah. Well, because because I know that he, this is what a, he says he was going to make this movie in a in. Uh, what the sun? He announced he was doing this like what back in April, March, mm-hmm. something like something that. Something like that, yeah. And Tom Hanks and uh, Meryl Streep just shut down everything. Whatever they're going to do, they pushed it aside to make this film. Well, not to mention that he got this done at the same time as Ready, Ready Player One. Player one. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. impressive. I, it's I don't know how he does it. I I don't think the guy ever sleeps. But you know, I think as you get older, you don't you don't need as much sleep. So maybe maybe I don't know. Uh, what, what are you are are you excited for this, Joel? For for the post, the post. Uh, the post? Yeah, he has some Hanks, so mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Steven Spielberg, he's famous, right? He's he's really famous. Uh, I don't oh, know. He's just what, like what are his, his like. movies? What? <laughs> Lincoln. Uh, Oh wait, no, no, Jaws. Jaws. He did that. Schindler's List. He did that Tyrannosaurus Rex movie. Oh yeah, Jurassic Park, right? Yep. Yeah, in Indy uh, Four. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 that one, no, that doesn't count. Indiana Jones, yes, but oh yeah, it, oh my God, <laughs> Kingdom of the Crystal yeah. Skull. Now that was a calamity. <laughs> no, no, but 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 man, talking seriously, yes, I, I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah. Uh, he uh, has that um, amazing cast, you know. Has very strip too. Uh, who maybe will get uh, what's what's will another, be the another nomination? Oscar nomination. billion Oscar nomination. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's very ridiculous. But she's she's Meryl, you know. She she does everything amazing. Yeah, mm. She's she's great. Uh, who's who who else is in here? That let me check. Uh, Alison Brie, Carrie Coon, oh, Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon, yes. Sarah Paulson, Jesse Plemons, Michael Stolb. Oh, no, this is amazing. Bob Odenkirk, Bradley Whitford. Damn, this is amazing. I want to see this right now. Bruce Greenwood, Ow. David Cross, mm-hmm. Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Matthew Rice. I would keep an Please eye out for Alison Brie or Carrie Coon for Best Supporting. Yes, especially Carrie Coon, who dessert one for Gone Girl. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Um, so. yeah, do you guys think right now, at least, that this is 
arguably the front runner for best picture, or at least on paper. I, I honestly, I, until until this comes out, I think it's I think Dunkirk is probably the front runner right now mm. until something else comes out. Okay. You know what? What has been happening to me this 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 year, particularly that I've been thinking of all the movies that they are going to be released and the one the ones that are already out, and I haven't found uh, a front runner. You know, like like others years before uh, that. Usually by August or September, I usually had an idea of oh maybe this movie is gonna win, and right now I don't have any. Absolutely no idea of who's gonna win best picture in, in March. So, so yeah, yeah I, I I can't call it a front runner right now because I don't feel like it. So I I, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I just don't know yet. Don't, don't feel it. Yeah, it's 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 always a little hard to know. Um, I think we should know more in a couple couple more days when Telluride announces. You know, but I don't think Telluride actually announces what's coming there until like the day of or the day before. Mm-hmm. They always mm-hmm. want to make us wait till the last minute, um, but we'll we'll see what plays there, and then I think we will know more. Yeah, so that's like, true. If downsizing, for instance, plays there, or maybe you know Guillermo del Toro's Shape of Water, or something like that, then I think we can start rounding stuff out a little better. But yeah, I, I it's hard to know. I mean, that's what I think on paper maybe the post is the front runner, but. Dunkirk is the one that's been seen, and Dunkirk has like a 94 on Metacritic, and uh, you know it's at least a shoe in to get nominated. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Now, speaking of then um, Oscar nominations, uh, I think the, sh- the the Greatest Showman could get completely shut out because that movie looks like it'll be a, a big flop. Um, oh, don't uh, say that with Hugh Jackman. That, it's um, a musical, you know. They they love musicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, I don't know. I guess you know. I'm basing it partly on the trailer. It looks too glossy. <laughs> you know, like remember a couple years ago when Into the Woods came out, and we thought that yeah. was going to be a big Oscar player, and then it turns out to be nothing. No, no, Meryl got nominated. Yeah, Meryl got nominated for a supporting actress for that role. <laughs> yeah, of course she. I mean, she just shows up in a bank commercial and gets nominated for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, um, no, like I, I, kinda, I, it, I hope it's good. It'll kill me if uh, Hugh gets nominated for that movie and just when he already gave a better performance in Logan. Oh yes, yes, I know, right. Like, he should be nominated for Logan. That's what I think. Um, uh, oh, and I think there's one more movie that yep. he, That would be the, the Paul Untitled Anderson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the one you're most excited for? Oh, yeah. I have no idea what it's about. I don't think anyone does. It's Paul Thomas Anderson. I'm pretty sure it's going to be fan- it's going to be great. Well, the only things we know for sure is that I think it's about a fashion designer in the 1950s in London. Okay. Or 60s. It's either the 50s or 60s or 70s, and the fashion designer is of course played by uh, Daniel Day Lewis, who has said that this is his. his. Oh wow! But well, you know that remains. Way, way to go out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
but Daniel Day Lewis has said this before. He's even retired before and come out of retirement because, like in the in the '90s, he was a cobbler for a while there, and then Martin Scorsese brought him back for Gangs of New York. Right. So, I, it's it you know. Plus, he doesn't appear in that many movies anyway. But when he does, he's Oscar nominated. Like, just look at his track record. Like, he had Gangs of New York. Um, okay, so actually, he, okay, so the title of the movie is called Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread, yeah. And uh, so, I don't know. I mean, it like you said, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. But the question is, okay, so his last two films have been pretty esoteric with The Master and with Inherent yeah. Christ. Do you think it's going to be more like that, or do you think it's going to be more like Magnolia? And oh, I hope it's... I, I do hope it's more mesoteric, because I think it's not like The Master... Even though I don't think it's the strongest movie, it's definitely... It's definitely like he, I, one I keep returning to, just because it's so... It's just on a storytelling, on a storytelling, storytelling wise and acting wise, it's just absolutely really fascinating to watch. And the same thing can I want to say about Inherent Vice. And I think for something like this, it's probably it's going to be him going again more off off the uh, off the beaten path again. Yeah, and just for oh, and for uh uh. uh Again, it's it, it's 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 his regular Dylan Techner's edit is a uh, film editor. Uh, uh, he's actually doing the cinematography himself this time. Hmm. Surprisingly enough, and uh, Johnny Greenwood's doing the music. Yeah, that should be really good. Because considering like what he did with uh, There Will Be Blood, and didn't he do the, and the master? Or the master? He did yeah, the master, master too. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, Eric, are you, have you seen any Paul Thomas Anderson films that you know of? Like, you, didn't you see Inherent Vice, maybe? No, he doesn't sound No. He didn't see Inherent Vice. Okay. 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 Did we show you There Will Be Blood? I don't think you did. That, that, was, okay. oh, that was the one where he said, like, drink the milkshake. In the, yeah. He beats him with a bowling pin. Spoiler uh, alert for those of you that haven't seen no, it. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, oh. We got to get Eric out of his funk. Lately, he's only been watching Marvel movies. Well, besides the one that he comes to the theater with us. <laughs> so you guys have to, like, maybe you could tweet him and tweet be like... Tweet him some suggestions. Yeah. Oh, boogie, boogie Nights. Start with Boogie Nights, honestly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, okay, so we've come to the end of the schedule. Now it's time to ask, what is the one film you are most anticipating? Oh, that's, that's, God, this is hard. Uh, you know, I come back to me last. I have to okay. think about this one. Joel, do you want to go first? Well, I was thinking Blade Runner 2049 because, yeah, um, sorry. Uh, I was expecting Dunkirk, but I already watched it. So I'm going with my second favorite modern director, who is Dennis Bill- Danny Billnew. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going with that. For me, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, Molly's Game. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, wow. You surprised okay. me there. <laughs> I thought it was gonna. You were gonna say Molly's Gang. No, I'll spare the love of my life. 
non-Marvel movie, I will see. But... Yeah, you know what the answer is, so I'm not going to... Tell the listeners. Thor, then. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with saying Thor. That movie looks fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's Taika Waititi, and we need to show you um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, yes! And, uh, uh, um, and, oh, and what, what we, we do, do in the shadows. The shadows yeah. Werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> oh, it, it, you have to see it to understand. Yeah. <laughs> For me, uh, I, right now, I'm most anticipating Suburbicon. But, I, you know, I, I am also really excited to see what the post is, what Phantom Thread is. Obviously, Star Wars blew me away, you know. Granted, that was a different director, but still, like, is with J.J. Abrams. I mean, he basically remakes A New Hope, and it's and it's amazing. Um, but, yeah, right now, Suburbicon. So, Jonathan, uh, you figured you'd use Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread? Uh, just because it, it, it's Paul Thomas Anderson, and mm-hmm. I, I'm just a huge fan of his work, and I can't wait to see what he, what he has in store. Right. Okay. Um, next question then is what do you guys think will be the biggest success of the fall? Uh, are you talking box office wise or what? Yeah. Okay. So we got three, uh, there's three different ways we can answer this. So, um, first is box office. Mm-hmm. Second is, um, reviews. And third right. is like, say Oscar. Okay, uh, box office wise, Star Wars. I I think that's kind of predetermined, honestly. Yeah. So, how about critical success? Ah, uh, critical success. You know what? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna say probably call it "Call Me by Your Name" because okay. that just seems like something like everyone's gonna love. And yeah. and then, what do you think is gonna win the most Oscars? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, you know what? Right now, I'm right now. I'm gonna go uh, Dunkirk. Okay. Just because I, I I've seen that, it just feels like, at the very least, I'm I'm almost certain Christopher Nolan walks walks away with the best director. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same questions. How about you, Joel? I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, the first question was, uh, what's going to be box office? Right. Yep. The, yeah. Successful in box office. Well, it has to be either uh, Thor Ragnarok or Justice League. Mm. There's no doubt about that. You think uh, maybe I think Justice League because uh, even though Thor Ragnarok is going to get uh, the best critical acclaim of the two, Mm -hmm. uh, Justice League, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be curious about it. They're going to they're going to go because uh, let's see if it's as good as as Wonder Woman. Or maybe because, hey, it's Ben Affleck's Batman, which is the best Batman we got since Michael Keaton's one. Uh, And, you know, and all the the fuss about uh, the the DC Extended Universe and everything. So, yeah, it's going to get a lot of success in the box office, I think. And if it's mildly good, Mm. you know, at, at least it's slightly better than Batman versus Superman... Then maybe it, it it uh it should get more money than both Man of Steel and 
and Batman be Superman, mm-hmm. but not more than Wonder Woman. I think Wonder Woman is Justice. Uh, sorry, it's DC's um, um, champion right. uh, for now. Yeah, I agree. So let's see. Yeah, and critical acclaim. I think it has to be with. Uh, I have three options: either the Florida Project. The Killing of a Sacred Deer, or Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Those those are free movies that I think critics will uh, get over it, you know, um, and, and how do I say? Champion it behind. To, to Oscar. No, no, a champion it to Oscar glory, you know. Um, yeah. Like they do in Twitter and I don't know. And what was the last question? Who, who I Which think is going to win the most Oscars? What, what movie can win the most Oscars. Yeah, I had to go with something technical, probably. Uh, maybe Dunkirk, like Jonathan said, has a lot. He has a lot of potential in cinematography, editing, sounds, uh, visual effects too. You know, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe oh, what was the other movie I was looking for? Uh, Star Wars. Mm, no, Star Wars, no. Sorry, Star Wars fans. I don't remember now, but there was another movie that had lots of technical aspects that I think would be great for for nominations. I don't know. Well, as long as it's not Geostorm. No, it's not Geostorm. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I, I'm very conscious about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Blade Runner 2049. Blade okay. Runner. Mm, yeah, I can see that's that. a lot of potential too. Maybe, maybe it might be uh, Roger Deakins' Oscar to lose. You know, that would be amazing. If yeah, he finally wins an Oscar. But because I think it, it's his year, but we have Hoy Ban Tema, We have uh, I don't know the other cinematographers now, but there's there's a lot of good movies uh, uh, visually. So yeah, let, let's yeah. see what happens in March. But it's Roger, it's, it's Roger Dickens to lose. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Eric, I think you want to you try and answer this? Okay, so, again, box office first. What was the question, box office? Yeah, what, what do you, do you think, think is going to make the most? What do you think is going to be the most critically acclaimed? And what do you think is going to be nominated for the most Oscars? Or, or win the most Or Oscars. win the most Oscars. Um, Kirk, hold on a second. Uh, critical acclaim. Best best review. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the same one again. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> How about you? Well, I have slightly different choices. <laughs> I think Star Wars will by far make the most money this year easily. Critical acclaim? I am going to go Molly's Game. Wow. And then in terms of Oscars, I think everybody is sleeping on Battle of the Sexes. Mm. Let's wait. <laughs> Let's wait. <laughs> you heard it here first. Battle of the Sexes or Suburbicon. Okay, so I think box office champion will be, yeah, Star Wars. Um, critical acclaim, 
Oh, I, yeah, I could see um, Call Me By Your Name taking it. Um, although part of me is a little weary of a, a November or um, a, a, a Sundance movie coming out at the beginning of the year and still getting the best reviews. So you know what? I'm going to throw out the three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri for that. Okay. And then Oscar wins. I'm going to say either, well, okay, if I have to pick one. Uh, right now I've got to go with Dunkirk, but if I'm, if I'm trying to pick something just coming out this fall, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with The Post.